What's up, shitheads? It's Halloween. I'm fucking terrified. Let's do this. Today, we have two hours coming at you of pure scary shit and stories that somebody's inevitably going to mess up. So sit down, hang out, drive, whatever it is you're doing. Get ready for Nerd Social Hour in Texas. Let's go. We're here. It's Halloween. I'm fucking excited. Guys, we're about to kick off a two-hour episode. And I say we because it's not just me. I'm not alone. This shit doesn't happen by myself. I'm here, of course, with my shitty friends. What up? It's Johnny Walker. It's your boy, Danny. It's Perkins. Hi, I'm Crystal. All right, guys. So we're sitting here. We're going to kick off Halloween. Going to give us a little extra time today. It's going to be Nerd Social Hour times two. Hey, man, we got two hours. Let's kick it out. Let's Squared. 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 To the third power. Wait, I don't no, that's how that works. That's a cube. I don't know math. Oh, <laughs> right. Good news is, is math has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about. Or maybe Fuck, it yeah. does. We'll just figure it out. We're going to go from there. So, again, we're here. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. You this far with it's us. like Christmas, but better mm-hmm. and darker. Yeah. And not happy. <laughs> well, it's happy. It's ha- it makes me happy. Yeah, it makes me happy, too. I, just, I, I guess I agree. I mean, that's fine, though. Question mark? <laughs> yeah, question mark right at the end of that. First and foremost, we apologize for, you know, our last episode being a little tardy. We're, you know, experiencing technical issues. Hopefully, you caught us on Facebook. That was a lot of fun. I got to make out with Perkins a little bit. Oh, yeah. Hot. Mm-hmm. Mouth, hot. mouth. Hot. Our mouth's mask. A lot of H's in Some that. Some furry action. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. spelled one of those funny cool kid ways yeah but um i mean for those that don't know though my uh laptop i uh spilt water on it and laptop technology usually doesn't do well with water at all yeah. Yeah. i was like oh it's just like water, a grim one. know i can dry it off and it'll be fine and did you put it in the bag of rice for the tech support to come fix it oh no i did not i don't there's nothing i can do about that there's it just fried he said did you put it in a bag of rice <laughs> like a really that big bag really for big like bag of rice. it's gotta be why like no one has ever done a uh a technologically advanced version of aquaman because yeah. it just doesn't compute you know yeah. like he's got his mic in his ear and then he gets in the water and it's uh, yeah god i bet his insurance companies hate him oh my god <laughs> like another water claim really arthur <laughs> Really? Like, you didn't think you were going to get in the water? Meanwhile, back at the there. Hall of Justice, Aquaman makes a tuna fish sandwich and because it, he can't do shit. Oh. <laughs> in the background, it's Batman that's super pissed off because he has everybody's, like, Justice League communicators on his Verizon plan. Right. And it's just like, God damn it, Arthur, this is the seventh time this week. Are you guys saying that I look like Aquaman? Because I really appreciate that. Uh, Jason Momoa, yes. And yes. since he played Aquaman, not the crispy, <laughs> clean, blonde-haired, blue-eyed yeah. Aquaman. Jason, that one, that Jason Momoa is closest to the Aquaman, uh, either late '80s or early '90s. But they basically like had him With lose the long an arm. Hair and the hook. Yeah, he he lost an arm and he got a little like a uh, can. Uh, what do you call him? Harpoon. Heart, yeah, kind of into oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had long hair. And it just, they, basically, what happened was all of the previous history of Aquaman happened, and they went, you know what? He could be cooler. God, could, we could boy. try to make him cool. Welcome back to comic books, guys. We told you we'd get you back. <laughs> hey, we're oh. nerds. <laughs> I mean, we didn't... The, if you didn't like that, you shouldn't have came here in the first place. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to derail us back to what we're supposed to be doing here, and that's talking about uh-huh. Halloween. Not that I don't Did love this conversation. Did you just say you're going to rail us? Hold yes. on, hold okay. on, hold on. 
There we go. Yeah. I slapped my own wrist. <laughs> We're good. No more comic books. So, uh, oh, now I want to talk about comic books. No! Uh, what, is, what, what excites you most about Halloween? I know we all kind of talked about it a little bit, but individually, what, what is Halloween to you? Or what was it? What makes it your Christmas? For me, I've always been into... Uh... The costumes, you know, mm-hmm. dressing up right. like throughout the whole year, you're just chilling most of the time. And Halloween comes, hey, you want to be a fucking murderous vampire? Do it. <laughs> you want to be a guy that dresses up like a sexy stripper lady in like a tutu or some other random weird shit? You can do that. Yeah, you can be a grown man, baby. Yeah, that's it for me too. And I, mine definitely comes from like as a theater kid. The whole attraction to that was, oh, I get to escape into somebody else. Exactly. And Halloween is that once a year. Yep. You like it's Halloween is a day for kids to be kids. It's all also a day for adults to be kids and just break the rules and be whoever you want to so it's a very youthful like fun holiday for it you is guys. a fun mm-hmm. holiday yeah i actually i agree also because i do have a theater background as well and mm-hmm. like and, it, and it's weird though because it was like this before i would i knew i was gonna like theater but it's like becoming somebody else and it's like you know as a kid you're like oh i can't wait to be a power ranger because you yeah. know that's what right. you idolize as a kid and then it's like when you're an adult like oh what can i be this year you I know i still want to be a power ranger yeah. right. i'm still waiting for zordon to be like we need a mid-30s year old dude with attitude <laughs> like, i'm not gonna lie it. sometimes costume picking gives me like super anxiety dude. yeah like it stresses me out just because you like want to do it right or well, i think it's because there are so many options and right. i'm super indecisive <laughs> yeah me and alex will like try to plan ahead almost like every year like in a, a year in advance we never end up making or doing the ones that we say though yeah yeah we, it always ends up being something else hopefully one year we'll be like we're gonna be this and then it- i know what like at least for me and kayla what we end up doing is we'll spend like six months before halloween we start having you know every couple of weeks we have a conversation of like all right, we're going to figure out, well, what about this? What about this? And then a month before Halloween, we're like, all right, decision time. Yeah. And we get it all together. But yeah, it, does, like, it is a process. Yeah, like absolutely. That, and like, I feel like I'm not a very like artistic person. Like, and like deep down, I want to be. <laughs> but my execution is fucking awful. So it's one of like panic picks <laughs> to be the house slinging slasher. And I was like, I can do this. And then like the more like face paint that I was adding, the like the worse it was getting, but I couldn't go back because it was already too late. You've gone you too know, far. To yeah. make you feel better. It doesn't matter if you're a theater kid with like makeup applying experience. Yeah. It's just like repetition. Like the more you do it, the more you learn, you know? And it's so all, and I mean it's all in fun. So I mean like trying things like that <laughs> is really I mean it's it's pretty funny and it's all in fun. So I, I I think it's good to try things that you wouldn't even think you could do because mm-hmm. I mean you never know you could get that one that one year you're gonna nail that one like costume that you want to do. No, I get that. I think for me, and this is you're gonna turn on the violins here in a minute. <laughs> I, I love that you guys have the enthusiasm you do with Halloween. It's that exact same thing though that turns me off of Halloween. Mm. Admittedly, I've always been a bigger guy. Yeah, you know it, it's, it's no secret. But finding costumes that are comfortable for the size I am, and it's my fault I am. I know if I, you know, worked out and all that shit, I could beat Perkins up. This is where the <laughs> this is where the violence <laughs> come yeah, in. It's, yeah, it's 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 annoying in a sense that I hate having to always try and find something that's larger like i'm never going to be spider-man it's never going to happen yeah they don't uh, have I mean, a lot of plus size costumes and most ones they do are anytime it's right. asked like hey guys what do you think i could do for halloween it's just an auto response that people that aren't larger select larger characters for you yeah. to well, you know dress how- up as uh, and i'm like yeah. oh, i don't want to be fucking peter griffin yeah, like, that that makes sense. But you should try to. Um, so you know how they uh, gender bend a lot of costumes, right? Mm-hmm. You should do that with like a plus size 
you know. No, absolutely. Fucking it, be Goku, you know, like. I told him like, he should be Shovel Knight. I thought Shovel Knight was badass. Yeah, Shovel Knight was like, mm-hmm. is an indie-ass character. Yeah. And he's big, but not like. He's that not, character. But, but he's, swole. So, like, he's just a swole guy. Yeah, but even so, like, just, you know, I don't even know what it would be called, but like, Weight Bend It, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or I, I don't know, like. Well, there's like uh, in Dragon Ball Z when they get the fusion dance wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> or something. That would always tell Dustin that. That'd be kind of dope. He is. I could emaciate myself, and you could go as the fat mess up, and I could go as the emaciated mess up, and yeah, shoot my eyes, and we could just be fucked up Goten. You could just be like, okay, when you were talking about how they don't have any outfits, like you said Spider-Man, there's yeah. people that do that that are big, if I'm going to be real. I go to conventions no, no, I get and that. shit. And I've they been to those just, too. I just don't have that confidence dude, to just, just own get it. the confidence yeah. and be like, yeah, no. fuck yeah, I'm Peter dude, Parker, There actually bro. is an overweight Yeah, Spider-Man. Justin, just get the confidence. It, it, that's just always been the biggest thing. It's like, just do it. And I get that. Even in the cosplay community, there's like this unwritten well it's not even unwritten as much now as it's super in your face it's they like actually did write do it. what you want how you feel like mm-hmm. don't let anybody take that from mm-hmm. you that was written by pretty people that already have the confidence <laughs> to do it not mm-hmm. the person that's like it is definitely easier said than done to yeah. like just i just want to try it but that's my only like it's a, it's the sad part of halloween for yeah. me because i could see a bunch of really badass costumes and yeah i was like ah, i could have but Nah, I'm good. I've I do always, love the holiday, though. Yeah. I've always That's wanted to do... I've <laughs> never had to win it this party yet. So but I wanted to do I'm working on it, but Halloween party. Okay. But it's not the typical, like, right. everyone comes as, like, playboys. It's like, I have like, a place to trash can. can. Yeah, like, just... Sexy trash can. Fuck sexy, yeah. Sexy grapes. I want to do or, that. Like, <laughs> just the random, like... Sexy grapes are always out. I don't know how familiar you are with Handmaid's Tale, but apparently some people made some sexy Handmaid's Tale costumes who don't know anything about the show i feel like that's uh, yeah i was about to say considering yeah. what that show's about <laughs> oh dude it's hilarious like i mean it's hilarious that someone thought i can't even it's just it absurd is, it is let's say that you can be any costume that you've never done before what would be a costume that you guys would want to like what's y'all's dream costume i'll tell you at least Ooh. this one works for me in the sense that like doing it would be really difficult and on top of that even if i did it well i would look terrifying to everyone around me <laughs> i really want to be zoidberg from futurama oh. Oh, um, yeah, but like that would be I would look so scary yeah. it would come out it kind of worked perfect for Halloween because yeah. I would come out looking horrifying yeah that yeah that sounds awesome actually that'd be a really fun costume that would be a lot of fun so I try to you just crab walk everyone yeah <laughs> I mean I get for me mine is gonna be from a basic bitch ass anime Naruto yeah. and it's not even that important of a character but uh Shoji no it would be uh, Zabusa. If you okay. remember him, the one with the big ass blade. You just walk around with the big ass blade. With a little like, boy that looked like a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- uh, Haku or whatever. But mm-hmm. I always thought his uh, character design was really badass. And the hardest part would be that blade. And I've it's even, massive. I've got, I've already gone as far as seeing how much it would cost to get that like 3D printed. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. about like, it's like a grand and. Perkins, let's talk See, about that, that later. That I point, bet I could help you. You're spending a grand on someone else to 3D print your shit. You need to just buy a 3D printer. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, but I mean, it would look good to God. I was even looking at the guy that does it, and it looks really good. He's made right. Kingdom Hearts stuff. I'm like, that looks nice. But that's the thing. This is your dream thing. Like, yeah. if you can make right. it, like, you right. know, like, cost is no concern. Yeah, cost is there. Like, yeah. Off rip. Yeah. Just easily. That'd be mine. Okay. What about you? So I don't think that I've ever actually thought enough about costumes because I feel like normally all my go to costumes are either a witch or a vampire. Vampire. <laughs> and it's been that way since I was like seven. Yeah. Uh, so 
but the one that came to the top of my mind just now was Storm from X Men. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that'd be yeah. a badass Hell costume. Hell yeah. yeah, it'd just be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, yeah. with like the, the wig and all the hair. Oh one. my god, I'd love it. You could even go as far as putting like really LED great. lights underneath the cape or something, oh, like just like glowing. Like yes, yes, like that'd be fucking sick. Oh, yeah. That'd be so dope. I would keep yeah, like a, a balloon and a sweater with me, like in the area when you're doing Storm, and then you just like <laughs> charge up real quick and go pop, shock somebody. <laughs> Mine is honestly a pretty basic one from an anime as well. Air Gear? Air Gear. Okay, I know what Air Gear is. DJ Plugman, the fucking DJ with like oh, the TV box awesome. head. Yeah. yeah. I even tried to make this a while back and I couldn't find something for the screen, but that was something I had worked on previously when I was really going to give cosplay a shot. That Good, one nice. is something oh. I'd always want to try. You know what's an old one that I didn't think about that I totally, especially because earlier you brought up uh, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love to do Yajirobe. I mean, he's always been my hero he's like he's like og he's ginger always... hero right along with like you know seth green yeah. <laughs> Get Dude, it? What the yeah. hell? you talking about that oh, air gear okay yeah who remembers fully coolie yes oh, yeah. Fooly Cooley that, is that's the robot to that the too. fucking robot yeah. I, I used to want to do that and then i immediately gave up because just like you said i don't know how to fuck you put a tv screen on you and yeah. everything else but i was like that would be such a sick i feel like you would have to mold it out of like foam mm-hmm. it was kind of cool like of i broke like a old um computer screen i, t- I gutted it yeah and then you honestly just cut the hole in the middle and you i put hinges on the top so Ooh. it buckled up and down yeah but and technology is awesome. way better now like because you could put like the wireless led lights in them yeah. and shit. like it would be so much easier but I was doing this when I was like 15 and it was a pain in the ass. And- yeah, I think mine and it's like something that I'm currently in the process of doing, but something keeps coming up and I can't drop the money for it. Right. But I want to uh, I've been working on a Deadpool suit. Oh, I, I've only gotten as far as like the, the mask and the, the it is a really show. cool mask. though. It is. I mean, it was it's uh, the mask itself was like 300 something dollars. So I mean, Worth like, it. hey, don't feel bad. I ended up donating um, about 150 bucks, mm-hmm. 15 entries to win a authentic but pink. Deadpool suit and all of the money went to breast cancer research. Yeah, actually, oh, I did not win the it. Same company, oh, the same company that know about it. Uh, the same company that made that pink one mm-hmm. is where I want to get the suit made from because they are like the most legit. Well, and they do it. You like send them your measurements. Yeah, and they do and it they, like to your body. Oh, that's sweet. Which is yeah. super cool. Yeah, I, and actually, it's funny though because the the mask company and then the, the suit company are two separate, but they work together. So like oh, they'll okay. send them the material for the mask and vice versa so you it's know, not so, like awkward material that yeah, two it's different not like companies this one's, shipped out this one's like a, a off red this one's like right. a blood red you know like it's it's cohesive but i'm a little mad at myself because now they came i took so long that they came out with a new version of oh, the mask no. and it looks so good and the red is so vibrant and then the the costume company or the the ones that make the suit mm-hmm. they came out with the pro cosplay version of it that is the same red as the mask as the mask and it looks so fucking good but it's like a couple thousand dollars to get it you know and so it's like i want it so bad i just want to you know you could do you could spend a couple hundred dollars on a decent sewing machine and then you could teach yourself to sew and then in about a year when you'd be able to afford the deadpool costume you'd have mastered (laughs) sewing and made your own i'll throw you on that cost bro that's how i felt about that sword like i want it i was like either that or got super frustrated and gave up on it it's almost it's almost like it's super worth it like you're like but when i have it i'll be so happy yeah 
and it's weird it's weird because like i don't know what the fuck i do with the thousand dollar like deadpool suit but it's like figure it out i tell you the like, first thing you do is get a nice wooden hanger okay because <laughs> you're gonna take care of this thing oh absolutely where <laughs> wouldn't you but wouldn't you do with the? i don't think deadpool there's anything costume. that i go would. to the grocery store she just yeah. you're just zipping up you're like you know what my yeah. toilet paper yeah i always have random thoughts in the shower and i thought about this i was like if i ever have the suit i already have the mask so i I might even do it if I'm just walking around with the mask. But uh, you know, in the first Deadpool, when he like takes his mask off and he has like a Hugh Jackman <laughs> stapled to his face, uh-huh. I want to do that just in case I go anywhere and they're like, "Sir, you got to take your mask off." And I'm like, "Oh," and then it's just <laughs> fucking Hugh Jackman on my face. Hey, on the bright side, <laughs> we're in the era of "Sir, you need to put your mask on." <laughs> so <laughs> right, and I mean, so getting back into it and Halloween and all that, we were we've talked a lot about like horror and you know, it kind of seems the the season to talk about like you know the frightening things and all that Ooh, yeah. um last time we were here we had all kind of talked about wanting to discuss like an aspect of the horror genre that that we enjoy most yeah and it was uh, kind of hard to like pick themes for right a, a small amount i think what we did like four or five episodes that were halloween themed right or themed but just it's scary to, scary in general yeah. yeah it was hard to like pick like certain things and there's so much to talk about that it's like we needed more right and everybody you know like i know that when we talk about horror like my brain's racing on a certain subject i'm like i really want to get this out yeah so it'll be like our opportunity to really talk about like what makes us most excited or what do we value most in the genre itself yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely all right so me personally i've always been into games that are scary just mm-hmm. gaming in general with that horror aspect to it like one i could really go into one of the earlier ones i played was a uh, fatal frame yeah now, the whole premise behind that is you're these when you're playing you're these teenage women and you're just going in there and your whole goal is to take pictures and kind of form an exorcism with your camera the thing that made it scary and really attractive to me at the same time is they did so well it was one of the first games i played where the whole environment the sound that musical score really like drug you in mm-hmm. and it would scare you really bad like you're just walking and it was almost like a heartbeat was going off or a sound a moaning and you knew something was coming but you could not see it until you rose your camera up and took a picture and sometimes there would be nothing there and this crazy music is going on the whole time so you're expecting something and it's just an empty picture okay what's going on and then all of a sudden you took damage you're like what the fuck what the fuck (laughs) you turn around there's some weird ass deformed woman guy just chasing you grabbing onto you and all you could do is take a picture and if you ran out of like film you're screwed you just had to run and it didn't help you at all they would just follow you they're ghosts you go through a door horrifying you know what I'm saying like go through a door it's a ghost what the fuck is a door to a ghost right and you would just die and like something i remember that maybe i close it all god thank god that's <laughs> over yeah right <laughs> Boom. but something about it that makes me laugh to this day is uh i used to work with this guy who's a grown-ass man swole swole mcneil if you're listening man i'm sorry i'm about to tell your story <laughs> He was into horror games and he stopped playing Fatal Frame for one reason. He was like, man, there was one day, <laughs> there was one day I was playing by myself. I had all the shade clothes. It was just pitch black. I'm in my apartment. And it got to the point where I went underground. You know that part? You went underground. And there's a part you go underground and that's where the end game is. And it's like this cultist like shit going on under there. And the music they play in there is like these people speaking. And it's almost like they're trying to summon something. So it's like a chanting kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. And like with McNeil, 
he is super like he's superstitious of anything to do with demons devils he does not want to have anything to do with that shit like he's hardcore against it if a movie does that shit he'll turn it off like think about the exorcist he will not watch that right, he turns right. it off well he didn't know this game that, <laughs> that they were gonna start doing this chanting shit he's alone and i got you need to imagine a swole ass dude that does some security type jobs in a correction facility that's what right. this guy is well, he, 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 he signed up for regular human problems. He didn't sign up for all this other bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I, bro, I, I worked at Spirit bullshit. Halloween for uh, a season, and <laughs> I saw, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen big swole dudes get scared by the jumping spider all day. You know, <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Oh my god! And like the way he's explaining it, he's like, "Okay, so I'm in there, and it's pitch black in my room. I want to be really immersed in it. And I'm hearing the chant, and he's like, all I hear is like, oh, 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 it's like, he's like, what's going on? What's going on?'" I hear a breeze behind me, and I think, "Nah, nah, that's just a <laughs> that's just a Halloween themed orgy." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, at first I was okay. I was like, oh yeah, I got my air conditioner on, duh." <laughs> and then I realized I don't have my air on. I hate the fucking cold. <laughs> What's going on? And he's like freaking out while playing the game. He says he turns around silence gets back to it and as he's getting more and more into this hole the cave he says he's getting louder and louder and then he hears that breeze behind him again he was like i fucking shut that shit off <laughs> ran outside of my apartment and shut the door i did not go back in there for hours he said you took that game back and sold that bitch and never touched another favorite <laughs> his xbox or playstation right out the window yeah, it's like, and if you played it it's something they'll scare the shit out of you like they do such a good job of building up that chant that environment where you're like this isn't cool if you're by if you ever played a game by yourself that's scary you know how it can get mm-hmm. when you turn you're like i'm brave i'm gonna get real into it well and that's why you, that's why you draw the shades you like make it dark you're like okay i'm gonna do this right i'm gonna get this experience right and then it's like okay hold on i can't yeah. handle this yeah <laughs> and you're, if you're by gonna play yourself. a horror game you gotta like right you gotta do it all and then if you're by yourself you're like i have no one here to help me <laughs> and you're like why am i getting scared to fucking game and it's just i love shit like that there's fatal frame silent hill was a big one yep so good like what silent hill did and i thought was amazing was the things that are scaring you is your like the character's main problems inside like if you haven't played part two he was there was sex there's monsters based off of his sexual tension which is uh it's because the story revolves him getting a letter from his now deceased wife and he's like how's this happening you're dead and as you get further into it there's a the nurses are the aspect of his sexual desire and not being able to mess around with his wife because she's super sick mm. and then pyramid head which is something somebody should know the monster with the head the giant yeah. blade okay pyramid head is actually him he sees himself as a monster because spoiler 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 this game's been out for fucking years but he uh he killed his own wife she was already dying and he basically felt like she was just suffering the whole time in bed. He suffocated her. Holy shit. So when you see Pyramid Head, he's seeing himself as a monster and that monster's trying to kill him from his own sins. Yeah. And Silent Hill was really good about doing that. Every creature wasn't just a random creature. They each had their own part of that guy's psyche. That is so crazy. I never I knew say there this was... Is, like, this is a horror game, but it also sounds like a good like psychological exercise. I wish, I, uh, don't, yeah. we all, don't we all think of ourselves as monsters at some point? <laughs> like, Not me. I'm a fucking yeah. white. Okay, well, Justin's, <laughs> Justin's lying, so... <laughs> and then, like, I think one key aspect that was crazy about Silent Hill, that one, I'll say on part two, there's another woman you see in there, and she looks just like your wife. And there comes a point when there's two pyramid heads, and you're trying to save her, and you can't. She ends up getting killed. The reason you can't save her is why? 
because you killed your own wife. You don't get another chance, and it's showing them you can't. You can't making, save you from yourself. Yeah, they're right? fa- they're basically making him look at himself like what he did. You killed your wife. Now you get to watch yourself kill her again. Except Holy it's shit. monsters and shit. It's fucking insane when Show, you get into the basically bag. the game. Well, not the game, but Silent Hill showing him himself. Yeah, basically. the way he sees himself. Yeah. Right. That, it's like I did not weird. know Silent Hill was this deep. Dude, honestly, no, bro, it goes so crazy. If you yeah. get into like Silent Hill three, that's like a cult thing, giving birth to a god. And yeah. I'm telling you, like it's freaky, and they do an extremely good job of doing that. I feel like if you if you're a cult, if you're in a cult, no matter what you call it, and you guys give birth to a god, I think that you get to. Drop the cult status, and you're you now to, the religion. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You don't like you're like you're a cult until you do something real. I just want to, and then now, happens, now you like, get to be, it. yeah, yeah, prove it. And then you simultaneously explode. Like, what do you do at that point? You join a cult, you're like, oh yeah, they're not doing shit. Well, we just gave birth to a guy. See, but that's a thing. That's a thing. Is that most cults try to attract you with a lie. Our leader is a god. Our our idea will lead you to the promised land. Except in this situation. It is. Yeah. So it's like, come join our cult because our God is real. Because we're right and we can prove it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Do you just like, bro, I just joined because I thought you were fucking around. I, I, I was not wanted- ready for a real <laughs> God. I was just, I was <laughs> trying to network. I was- <laughs> you don't just casually join a cult. It's not like they're, it's that easy. Well, well here's know, the thing. Cause- here's the thing. Uh, I got to stop you. you. You do casually join a cult. Yes. Because nobody joins a cult thinking that it's a cult. Nobody, nobody goes, nobody goes, I'm going to join this cult. Now I'm stealing because we just watched a really great documentary called The Vow about this company Nexium uh, from the early 90s through the 2000s. You got to watch it. But it's like, it's about this cult and it's, and the documentary of course is after the fact. So it's from the perspective of the people who got out Mm -hmm. and the common theme that you realize in this is, and one of the guys actually says it is nobody goes I'm going to join a cult. Yeah. See, you I, do it because you think that, that you're doing something no. else. And then it's later <laughs> that you find out, oh, okay, their motivations are different. But like, it's yeah, a, it's a brainwash to a certain degree. So mm-hmm. it's like the idea, I don't know, at least for me, the idea of, of blaming the victim of a cult like, how could you be so stupid? Yeah. What that really means is, is that you think you're smarter than you are. Because everybody at this table has some way. We were talking about that when we were watching it. Um, like, everybody has an in. And even if you think that you're like, ooh, I'm on this, like yeah. there's something, there's the right thing that someone could say to you we'll and you'd you be switch. like, oh, well, I'd love, I'd love to improve. I do have a problem with self-control and this is self-control seminar. I'd mm-hmm. love to improve my self-control. And it sounds like a positive thing. And then like two weeks and $9,000 later, you're part of a cult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, what is that called? The pyramid schemes? Yeah. People yeah. fall for that. Who's ever like going off subject with that? Like going into a... Remember what was the company that was selling knives? Everyone oh my heard god! They you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, they called. Yes. I actually fucking so it did was. You go? Yeah, I did. Yes, too. I did too. Uh, <laughs> talking about to, to sell the knives. Yeah, I also did that. I thought we're I was, all part of a fucking knife co, and we didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, it. I, was say, I didn't yeah. join. I was were, like, no, me neither. They were like, oh, we only hired one person, and we just thought it had it needed to be you. Yeah. So oh, please, please, please give us a hundred dollars for a set of knives, and you two can join the family and make millions of dollars. Never, never tried to sell knives, but. But we had at least three different times growing up that people knocked on our door and were like, we have this lovely set of knives. Would you like me to tell you about them? Oh like, my God. Uh, That's scary as fuck when you think about it. Like this mm-hmm. random stranger is approaching my house with multiple blades. Let me come in and talk to you about these knives. I mean, we also, <laughs> no. there are also multiple strangers that try to talk about your salvation. So there's a great, uh, oh God. there's a great uh, Monty Python's flying circus. So we're talking ancient history, but like <laughs> there's this one where the guy, he like knocks on this lady's door 
and forgive me because it's British. So like, he's like, excuse me, ma'am. Um, I was wondering if I could pop in and burgle a few items from you. <laughs> and she's like, um, okay. And he's like, yeah, I just want to burgle a few items from your house and then I'll be on my way. And she's like, she's like, are you sure? Because I, uh, are you sure you're not selling encyclopedias? And he's like, no, absolutely not. I would do no such thing. <laughs> I just want to pop into your house, burgle a few items, and then I'm getting out of here. And she's like, well, okay, that sounds nice. And so she, she lets him in. And as soon as he gets in the door, he goes, but have you ever considered a nice volume of encyclopedias? Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. No. God damn it. I can't believe they told you that. Yeah, you were the I one. was the one they true salesman. T- they probably, we probably did around the same time. Yeah, like, you guys probably all went to like, yeah, same the one. same one. They told us the same bullshit. Was it, yeah, was it by felt- chance off the loop? It was off the loop. In a building <laughs> off of, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Over by like AT&T going. and stuff. Yes. yes. What the fuck? Look at that. Second story. Are we so, cult by the way, brothers? yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. we all joined the same cult. Oh, so, uh, coming up soon enough in the next three months, we're going to be releasing our tell all book called <laughs> uh, Did I, I Just Join a Cult? And How We Survived by Being the Number One Salesman oh, for Cutco God. Knives in North America. That's and the while, thing, we, while we have your attention, though, have you guys thought about purchasing these great knives? Oh my we, God. We're <laughs> totally not sponsored by this. No, company. not at it's all. It's just, you know, they're so great. They're they, so great. They do you have cut through metal. Do you like well-done steaks? Well, do we got the nice <laughs> Do you happen to think, man, if only I could cut this beer can directly in half? Oh, oh, Have you ever tried slicing a pineapple in half <laughs> mid-air? So, <laughs> so uh, how has your life been not joining the <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This like this shit, right? whole, I, yeah, I can't believe this, this whole happened, thing dude. is like. But I mean, it's a good like example of how easy it is to get rid of shit like this. Point so yeah, yeah, I gotta because put my well, you know how it happened though. They were like, "Hey, we uh, we they called me. They fucking called me, which means one of my friends, <laughs> oh, which man. I don't know who the fuck it was, like, but I hate you." you. <laughs> Without that, we wouldn't have you. this great tale of brotherhood. Someone yeah. did have to give the information. Yeah. Wait, what yeah. the fuck, bro? They called me and they were like, "We heard that you're trying to look for a job." And I was like, "It was probably I like am trying to look for a job." <laughs> I, I gotta, I have to say this for the concern of the table. Have you guys heard about pyramid schemes? Oh, like, do you? I mean, that was my first run. Yeah, that was my first time. Super young when that happened. Okay, Dude, fair enough. I was fair super enough, happy. Super I was enough. like, I needed a job, and they're like, on the paper, right? It was like it said. 12 something hour and my mom I was like oh my god yeah I yeah, need that's a job. this that's work. and yeah. I go in there and then I start getting this dreadful feel like something something's weird, weird. Going on. well and that's the thing it's I like, want to pick y'all brains stuff. later about your experience there well, okay. because I remember mine Real pretty quick, well so basically they called me and they were like oh can you come in for this is blah 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 can we get you in for an interview I was like did I apply somewhere <laughs> I don't remember applying anywhere yeah, I could come in. Yeah, and so it's like, what? Did you do, did you do a group interview? No, yes. I, I did. I did a one-on-one interview. Oh no, I did a group interview. I did a group, and it was and they, weird. Yeah, that's why I became the number one salesman oh. apparently because they're like, well, out of this group of ten, we only had one job to give. And yeah. you know what? That's yours. That's no. yours. Yeah, but you know what they didn't tell you is that the other nine guys got a call the next week and were like, "Would you like to come in for a secondary interview?" <laughs> Dude, when I went in there, okay, you said it was a group. Yeah, it was freaky because some people in there, you could tell they weren't in their right fucking mind. Some were just smiling with big yeah, eyes. Yeah, no, like, no. I'm ready to sell knives. Now they that I think me. about this, that was they a creepy fucking experience. Um, it really I, was. Excuse Dude. me, I brought my own knives. No, no. I wasn't <laughs> sure if y'all would have knives available. Those, those fucking people, the ones that brought you in and did the interview, I'll never forget how weird they were. Do you want to change your life by just 
using these knives <laughs> and they were holding Did it like you? it was some fucking yeah. holy oh. object of glory and power and i'm just like aren't they just knives mm-hmm. what's going on maybe then, they aren't maybe we fucked maybe up. Yeah, i was about to say maybe we <laughs> fucked up we yeah. were like a part of the chosen few and we squandered our opportunity to jump Dude, on the spaceship people, people have dreams i know i do <laughs> would you like to achieve your dreams have you ever thought about knives here you go nah you didn't sell it like they sold it i was convinced no that was a very convincing like Look at my interview suit. Look i am at curious my though like what it took to convince you guys at that age were you any more gullible money then? and the fact that they said i was the only one that got offered the job I, me it they was made you I feel special a job. i needed a job too i man. just really needed a job the, making you feel special though that's big that's yeah, a big that seller no i didn't go into the room alone though they were doing they were like we got to talk to you one-on-one when i saw the first person come out looking sick because that's what they told him about the money i was like yeah, i'm not had, going in this room you, had you did spin. something dirty like, i'm leaving i'm going yeah. home oh god i don't know man I, I i don't know why i didn't get the group interview maybe after i they looked at the me. job they were like fuck we gotta give danny another shot. no they, they, <laughs> I, I know what happened they saw you and they were like listen dude he is fucking beautiful okay yeah. we can't put him in a room <laughs> with other people we I'm need not to just gonna offer lie. him the job so i've i've been doing doordash because uh i'm trying to make some extra money and uh yesterday i delivered to some guy and he was like dude you look fucking cool i was like <laughs> right thanks man i appreciate <laughs> I was gonna it say, you gotta practice when someone says that you gotta translate? practice responsive yes yes i do so horror video game yeah we got we <laughs> just went on a whole tangent we went into the knives hey i'm, I'm sorry still, I'm it sorry. was still scary though honestly oh, yeah. like it was still oh, it's we, fucking wild that i mean cults are scary so it's some still of, on topic yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Some and of my i mean it dealt with the cult stuff that was going on in right the video game. we're connected by blades yeah are we being Blade recorded brush. right now oh shit oh. Maybe we're gonna get a call do you happen to have still have interest in dude that'd be freaky don't do it you're gonna call us do you guys need sponsors damn way um why yes we do video games dead space resident evil dead space resident evil had a huge like it has it has my heart when it comes to like the horror genre even though it became more horror action until seven which we talked about in the live stream i love love the resident evil games four was one of my favorites yeah um five i had a lot of fun if you have never played five do it co-op it'll make your experience 10 times better co-op. that was I, that, I that was that time games. period where like we hadn't quite gotten to mmo and right. online shit and a lot of games did really great co-op lord of the rings yeah. of course oh, we're, we're leaving so we're leaving yeah. the horror genre but like the lord of the rings games that was that era of like yeah. making a good co-op game i just remember me and my brother like tearing well, through those a, goblins a, a co-op campaign pretty so much terrifying like yeah. when they broke into rohan and the, yeah, like the ogre comes through the yeah. gate and all four of you have to sit there and fucking fight these terrifying. fuckers for like a year yeah. oh so good i will tell you my favorite uh i just i don't know how i forgot this because i i spent so many hours playing this game uh left for dead yeah, oh, yeah. Left yeah. yeah. is Fuck like yeah. Left my is shit. Great. Um, I was always the guy that would sacrifice my life at the end when everyone you ever were always trying the to guy get. The, I, I was like, do that. just go without me. And then, like at the end, it does the like credits and blah 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 died I was like, See, that's the one I guy love i never wanted to be like talking about <laughs> horror movies you're never and hopefully like the zombie apocalypse doesn't happen as we're doing this and i just <laughs> fucked myself yeah i'm not going to be the sacrificial lamb and be Son like you guys do it i'm gonna accidentally throw one of you in there and be like all right guys they've got it you know that's a good question there's five of us here if one of us started going zombie during the podcast will yes. we notice yes immediately not hit you over the head yeah, i, I don't would. know about immediately i feel like depending on the topic 
because there are sometimes like I know if Perkins shuts up, then he could potentially be a zombie at any moment. <laughs> yeah. At any moment that yeah. Perkins is shut up, yeah, he could be a zombie. Something's not yeah. right yeah. here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Let's just oh. hope they're not trained to Basan zombies. That's yeah, what's oh fun? yeah. Speaking of zombies, I feel like we're talking about video games, and I don't know a lot about video games. I yeah. don't play a lot of video games, and I'm not very good at video games. I wonder how many times but we're going to talk nope, about video, video games. games. Say video games one more time. <laughs> it's a drinking game, guys. Let's do this. They're cracking open beers. Um, but like the zombie... Um, Call of Duty? Yes. Oh, Call of Duty. Yes, mm-hmm. That was yeah. my no, shit. That's fun. Because like, I, it, I don't know why, but it was like easier than Call of Duty. <laughs> that was the only well, thing I could do was, where it wasn't like awful. They didn't it was a good back. co-op too. Yeah, as well. so, I would love to play it because I'd play it with my brothers and like so obviously like it starts off and it's like oh you get a zombie here or there yeah and then like the more like you get like tally marks you get in the corner like the more that it goes up the like harder it gets and yeah the dogs start chasing you oh my you. god Side, fetch me Man. their souls Man, oh. that's so, like talking about like animals in video games and then i'm gonna go back to resident evil i remember the fucking terror i felt when i first saw a liquor oh in resident God, evil dude. Yeah. when it, you're walking down like the dark hall and yeah, it and busts it goes, through it and i the first iteration that i remember is i don't remember if it was one or two but you're in the uh police station and you're going yeah. through like a yeah, hallway and true. then it goes through the by yeah. the window and i was like what you the, see it. You what see the fuck it crawl, was that? Does it just break through the fucking window? Or something? I'm gonna scare the shit out of you. That or, yeah. I also remember like crows. It happening to like birds once or twice in the game. Yeah. But like those jump scares really got me. Um, I, I I'm not the hugest horror fan. Like I know this about myself. Yeah. But I have an awkward love for it. It's yeah. I should be a larger fan than I am because I like what. I see. You like to love it from a distance, probably. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm on the outside, like, poking my head around the corner as a kid while they're yeah. watching scary movies. Like, no, I'm too scared, but what's happening? My brother so, used to do that with Jurassic Park. Did you already cover it, or what's, like, while we're on it, what's your quintessential... Mine, micro- mine is definitely a lot more old school than... I think anybody else is going to go and it's Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, it's a great choice. It um when I was in high school, Mr. Tollerson, if you ever listen to this, thank you for this class cuz you not only allowed me to be stoned, but you also <laughs> let me watch movies. <laughs> um whether you knew it hero, or not. Hero teachers. You're, you're one of my friends on Facebook, so I know listen, you'll see you, this. <laughs> enjoy your illicit substances, but pay attention. So he, okay. We did a classic horror uh like segment in the class. It was IB film in high school and we got to watch some of the older Hitchcock movies. It was the first time I was ever introduced to Vertigo, North by <laughs> Northwest, Lady on a Train. And I feel like his horror doesn't get enough love for how much it's influenced like modern day yeah, horror. Yeah, um, absolutely. Rear Window. Yeah, so. Rear Window. The Lady on a Train was remade and completely ripped off in a Jodie Foster movie called Flight. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it has extremely like, like this is exactly so what it was. what would you say... What about his movies make it to where, like, that's the shit? He made horror in an age where you realized you were more afraid of man, mm-hmm. not monster. Wait, didn't he do birds? But yeah, I mean, birds. aside yeah. from birds, like... <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you, when I'm watching birds, the thing that freaks me out about that movie is... how the is, humans is respond exactly, to it. Exactly. And it's about yeah. the fact that, like, yeah, the birds are going crazy, but I wish everybody would chill out because yeah, maybe we could solve too. this problem. Yeah. It's got but, like, like a bunch people of, lose their minds. Yeah, and gotcha. that's, that's really visited a lot with other movies mm-hmm. not hitchcock related but like the mist yeah like, i uh, mean oh, dude, yeah. i would say that uh this, um disturbia is absolutely the same no. thing that is rear window yeah disturbia is it, rear it window. happens so often that he gets and maybe 
I'm just not looking at like there's not there wasn't as much internet exposure when I was watching them all but yeah I never heard anybody give mention or kudos or whatever uh, like, growing up you ask people if they've watched Psycho and they're going to talk about the Vince Vaughn movie mm-hmm. and which wasn't, movie wasn't Vince Vaughn the original wasn't he in Psycho the I'm gonna Google it now because I don't know. Uh, hang on a second guys what? we're gonna fact check that because I might be onto something I might be completely wrong Vince Vaughn like the dude from Dodgeball yeah. no in the original not he wasn't in the original but he was in a remake of Psycho not American Psycho with oh Christian I was Bale. like I was like I'm thinking you're thinking of Christian oh, I don't Bale. know that I don't they, know of a Psycho remake but that's I, just, I didn't I just even know there know was it. a remake yeah. honestly there's the the original one the Norman Bates the black and white one yeah and did the, they call it something different because I remember a movie where Vince Vaughn was a killer maybe in, and he was and very unassuming but I just don't remember he's a killer definitely Wedding Crashers he was killing people left and right yeah, in that movie. I was dying the whole time uh-huh. no American Psycho is um Christian Bale yeah it's Christian Bale again it was remade so you ask people what they've seen and now apparently they'll have seen a version of a movie yeah that... but it's only got 38% on Rotten Tomatoes I mean it was made in 98 <laughs> I, look dude don't get me wrong I'm gonna watch right, this right right <laughs> um, but it just I think not I've watched enough, worse movies I feel like there's not enough like callback and respect given unless you're really in the like the film industry the film, yeah and, and, and steeped and understood. I feel like um, I do need to like go back and watch his films. Because North by Northwest is a super suspenseful movie. Yeah, it, it Vertigo is another one. They they give you an element of terror because you're just afraid of the situation. It was horror. Now it's it called in a suspense. different way than yeah. Well, like, and I, it's, I yeah, it, like it would be called suspense changed. now, but you got to put yourself in the mindset of like being back in, in the 1930s. Day. Right. Yeah. So forget special effects. If you were if you were shooting it, you needed to have most of what you were shooting needed to be actual things happening yeah it needed to be acted out in some way and hitchcock i think rear window is a good example because rear window is just it's literally a dude who like breaks both of his legs and he's laid up in his apartment yeah and he can't move and so he just passes the time you gotta understand yep. that when this movie came out and if you've seen disturbia yeah you basically, basically have yeah, the plot of rear window is, yeah but he's laid up he starts watching his neighbors outside he's in this big high-rise apartment kind of thing yeah and he starts watching his neighbors and oops he discovers some shit going down yeah and like inadvertently becomes involved in it but when you look at it on its face that movie is not there's not jump scares yeah it's literally just the suspense of the situation you're you're just going and even when it comes to a precipice you're just like it's it's nerve-wracking to the point where you're like come on you you ever felt that fear during hide and seek when you know the guy seeking is right around the corner yeah like kind of, that like just mm-hmm. fucking tight oh my, like right there, you right. almost feel like you have to pee on Top yourself break. like mm-hmm. it's that feeling <laughs> it that's what hitchcock was great at yeah he pushed that envelope in a period I feel like where it was i've very... never seen i've never seen that movie but i have seen disturbia and yeah. then i have there's it's very popular in like pop culture because I, I know exactly what you're talking about like mm-hmm. i'd never seen the movie mm-hmm. but i've i, I they, i'm pretty sure they did it in that 70s show yeah they've done, they've it, done that it 70 in, show they've done it and also what you've definitely guy, seen is the, the the culmination scene in rear window and this is a good example of how hitchcock is a master of suspense because in describing this, it doesn't sound very intense. No, yeah, I know exactly the, what you're saying. But the culminating scene of Rear Window is that the actual murderer that he's kind of been like, like picking up on through his rear window, he's been watching these people, the guy... F- like spots him yeah. and comes to the apartment to confront him and the culmination of the scene is him coming at him to attack him meanwhile he's in a wheelchair with two yep. broken legs and he keeps flashing he keeps putting in new light bulbs in his 1930s 1940s camera and and setting them off to blind the guy 
Yeah. And he keeps doing it on repeat to slow him down from getting to him. And like, it seems like something that's like, well, that's not very intense. That's yeah. not like high action. But the whole time it's nerve wracking. Yeah. It's like, it's the yeah. sell of it all. Like, the yeah. actors we should have a, a Hitchcock. That'd be I'd, great. I'd be down. Yeah. I even yeah. own some of the movies. It, it got me to a point where I respect the horror genre for a completely different thing. A different, yeah. And it made me sad growing up in the age I did. So, like, in the early 2000s, movies like Saw, Hostel, mm-hmm. all of those got off on grossing you out. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. oh, these are the best horror movies of all time. Yeah. And to it's, me, I it's the yeah. exact opposite. You put me in a situation where I feel like I'm going to pee myself, not because I'm scared that somebody's going to pop around a corner, but because I feel like legitimately yeah. terrified. You almost get anxiety watching. Yeah. There's some shows that, that I can't watch. Because it depends on like what the situation is, right. but if, if a show gives me too much anxiety, like mm-hmm. I won't watch it. it. And he, Dude, he I'll do that, that with documentaries. I'll just be like, I can't handle yeah. what these real break. people are doing to these other real people. Yeah. I need to like watch something it, silly it, for yeah, a second. It doesn't help that if you're an empath and you feel those emotions for people yeah. in situations. Like I can't watch embarrassing things, even if it's in sitcoms, yeah. because I get embarrassed for, for them, them and I just like pay attention to anything else until mm-hmm. the scene is over yeah absolutely that's so crazy because all these movies that you guys have been talking about on the hitchcock movies i'm like i don't think i i've only watched psycho mm-hmm. the original one and then i've watched part of the birds yeah. i don't think i've watched the whole thing i'm yeah. gonna be honest as a hitchcock fan i think the birds can be left alone like if you like, whatever if you like it you like it great but i yeah. just think it's like meh. it was more popular than it yeah. was good yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got a lot sure. of it got a lot of material. like when it came out, it was a big movie to go see. Well, I only watched the birds because they made us watch it in high school. Like we had that's like what, yeah, that, yeah, that's we what, yeah. It. I yeah. watched it in high school as well. That's they, the only time I ever watched it. They put it on, and I was like, "Man, you gotta you just gotta watch do these not, things at home." I bet it's. Uh, the, I, I feel like well, yeah. You watch I mean, it in high school, like no one, no one. I mean, there's not no one because obviously like, you like it in high school, but you know, most kids in high school aren't watching it. I remember watching it, and people were like, like joking on the movie the whole yeah. time and not watching it for what it was and it's right. like obviously this isn't gonna be like an avengers movie or Man, anything it takes like that an artistic you know but, mind unfortunately but like to I, appreciate old yeah. movies like that mm-hmm. is because i mean psycho i i love that movie but i've never watched any i don't know i need to like watch, well, watch more of his um, hitchcock a, movies. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hitchcock himself the he the, and the, the shitty thing is is you should have to fight to watch his work but you could probably buy all of his movies for under 30 dollars on amazon <laughs> probably i'd say the, the good way to go if you want to uh understand old movies is just grow up a sick kid because that's what got me into black and white movies and alfred hitchcock yeah. i had pneumonia and asthma problems and like sleep problems and i would wake God up with night terrors damn! and so my mom would just take me downstairs and the only thing on tv at 2 a.m that was okay for me to watch was turner classic movies yeah. Yeah. so that's how i got into like yeah. i liked alfred hitchcock when i was like also watching dragon ball z during the day yeah as a kid so it's kind of weird like you really do have to have like a some sort of an experience of, with it to really yeah. like go oh like yeah and for me i got lucky it took that teacher in high school to really be like all right this is what you really should be looking for like yeah. pay attention to that yeah and it, i definitely appreciate mr tollison and uh yeah because mm-hmm. i mean dustin uh my people that don't know but he's like one of my well, he's my best man in my weddings. I want to say I want to say he's my best friend, but it's like we're like with you Shut guys where you're like you know like. But anyways, anyways, I like how he's like he's my best. No, I like how you guys you got demoted from best friend to regular I don't like being, friend. I don't like being, his own thought process. <laughs> I don't like being too nice to Dustin. Aww. Like I gotta I gotta keep him in his it place. It doesn't. You know? It's not productive for him. Yeah, for you it, to be you too nice to him. him. It doesn't help him. It keeps him humble. Yeah, because but um, anyways, Mr. Dawson. 
Justin used to let him like go pick me up when I was walking to school and shit like that. So That's like awesome. I mean yeah. And then on top of that, Mrs. Tollison was my theater teacher. Right. So I mean like the, I think they were the two coolest teachers in Temple High School. Mr. Tollison let me get away with murder my senior year and there are things I'm not going to talk about right now. But oh, you know he... what's crazy? They made a show about that. Which Sorry. which documentary <laughs> was that one? <laughs> how, how how to get um, away with murder. Do you think that there's any like I guess either directors or like movies that because there's a lot that are inspired by those kind of movies but do you think there's anyone that's like doing it like he does it that you Mm. in current times absolutely m night m night nobody gives him enough credit he absolutely took horror and did what hitchcock did suspense for sure and it's take away this this idea that it has to be a a monster monster or an entity and nine times out of ten you fear man itself let's say science is a good example science was a great one Science is a good example where like it's almost on the level of where you know how like when you're watching a scary movie and you're like all right show us the monster show us the monster show us the monster fuck that was one of the and science does that thing where it's all about the suspense of the fact that you just never quite see them yeah uh, and there's that that one one moment it's like all of a second and a half and the thing walks past the door and it looks at you with its like fucked up blank face (laughs) with its like sunken non-eyes yeah and it just turns and it's over in a moment but i swear to god everybody in the room peed themselves i think my heart stopped yeah a a split second it was so uncanny that's the word it was uncanny Mm -hmm. hitchcock created what's known as the mcguffin It's, the McMuffin? I don't know that sex move. <laughs> People, have to it's funny it. because I have to explain this after all of that multiple times, but it's the McGuffin. It's like what, the crime dog? What he yeah, wants that- you <laughs> what he wants you to care about that actually is meaningless. Okay. Like, so the whole time in a movie you're worried about this. Like there's this thing and it's the the big interesting event but it's not what matters it's what's happening on the side yeah really Mm -hmm. like he he coined that that ability okay he's almost like look at the hand over here look at the hand over here exactly like Like, this is what's important this is Mm -hmm. what's important yeah so the whole time they're talking about like lady in a train it's the disappearance of this little girl and okay. where or not a little girl it was an old lady sorry in flight that ripped him off it was yeah, a little girl, was a little girl yeah. but um lady on a train it's this lady disappears and the whole time they're having you like care about it like you, you think that it's centered around where did she go mm-hmm. yeah but it's all about who on this train is evil right gotcha and it just does a really good job of sucking you into point a norman bates like there's somebody killing people in the hotel yeah when it's actually about his psychosis and the fact that he hasn't let go of his mom yeah and what's the name of that it's a mcguffin so that's the love child of McGruff, the crime dog, and, 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 and McMuffin. And yeah. Yes, those and two things McGuffin. got together. Okay. Can we go back to M Night though? Yeah, M Night. So yeah, oh, I was going to talk well, about. Because I was thinking about it. Because what's your yeah? Well, okay. So I was just thinking about because I'm like, I mean, dude's fucking brilliant when it comes to like. But he gets plot shit twists. on by people. The village. I loved the end of the village I, when it turned out to be it was just a cultist see, I knew area. A lot of people who hated that, it. A cult area that strayed away from society yeah. and the big bad there was man in the discovery of an outside world. Yep. And people shit on it because like, oh, that's not a cool plot twist because it didn't have monsters or it wasn't something evil. Like, no, there was evil. I think there. that people just didn't expect it to go that route and they were expecting a monster but because mm-hmm. i'm one of those people i didn't like it at first right i'm still kind of like iffy about it but like mm-hmm. like what you were saying kind of like made me think differently you're right like it's a it's, twist it's, it's not twist. it's not about the what monster it's about the society yeah. like actively going out of their way to create this huge facade and yeah. well on some level that's kind of what it is with hitchcock and Shyamalan, and because truly you could put those two face to face and you would think well what are we comparing here but when it comes down to it 
it's a break of expectations. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock was a master of, he would keep you in suspense because you weren't expecting this kind of torment. Right. And Shyamalan keeps you in expense because you think there's a monster at the end of like it's like i don't know it's it, the yeah, fact, and people do they mock yeah. him for like oh well m night Shyamalan just takes a regular story and goes it's a twist and, but like <laughs> it was but the if you watch the whole it again with but that knowledge of, in your mind it's brilliant mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i was like think about like how he just okay because so, he did uh glass and unbreakable and split and unbreakable was such and, an old movie he let so good. Yes. he let sit for years before he had a name but yeah, yeah. for it to like come for so long only for them to do Split and Split was amazing. It was so good. Uh, James McAvoy, James McAvoy, the best actors of our generation for pulling off that. I I completely forgot that that was M Night Shyamalan. He absolutely. Like, like I, I don't keep up being with able awards have, and stuff for movies and stuff, but like if James McAvoy didn't get any, I don't at, think he like, has any official admiration for that role, he should have. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely because should have. it was so that that, that to watch somebody. It's kind of like Orphan Black. If you've ever watched Orphan yeah. Black, the actress uh, Tatiana Bosley. So she is amazing in the same way, and it's it, it's watching someone. And on Orphan Black, you actually get to see her acting against herself as two different characters. Um, oh, but it's just so good to like the, the way that they draw you out of that of right like, and his level of like within seconds he's did you supposed say to level of le- yes did you just take yes. his oh. did you know what? take his level Ooh. of is for everyone okay, I, I, I give, I've been given permission okay. I give level oh. of to the world <laughs> so <laughs> when he had to go from like the, the just say demon it. Just to say it. there's a level of fucking amazingness and acting ability when a guy isn't not to take away from Tatiana well, what's her last name but <laughs> she got to act against herself where James McAvoy had to act against himself as himself there wasn't right, like yeah. right. she wasn't he wasn't playing twins he was playing the same the person, same person. Well, and his transitions and that's what I was just gonna character, say character like the, that he had to do were fucking the like it was beautiful just yeah. connection between them and you them can all. tell the like distinct, his body language distinct, everything yeah. the differences in the characters it was, it's, it's beautiful yeah. and I feel like he deserves a lot more respect and he's going to be respected by people who enjoy movies way later yeah because they're going to see his body of work for exactly what it's supposed to be and it's not supposed to be even necessarily horror at times it's it's gonna fuck with you on a cerebral level yeah that's what hitchcock did that's what m night does and to me that's what really makes this genre i mean he awesome. did that with it, i think the, the scariest movie though that he ever made was the last airbender but i mean that's just <laughs> yeah you know you know what was scary about it? about it what was scary about that movie was like, what are you basing this off of? Because yeah, Nickelodeon uh, took your rights. <laughs> yeah. So, I just uh, had to throw that out there. I, I do like his other work. But right. Mas- that Maslani? I, I don't know if I can forgive him for that. Okay, one. so it's Tatiana yeah. Maslani. Tatiana Maslani, I appreciate you. <laughs> but yeah, like, even when, um, like, The Sixth Sense, like, that whole movie, you go through it thinking that... Was that also a lie? Holy he's, shit. Yeah, like he's done a lot of shit. Sixth Sense was his and breakout movie. The best yeah. things about his movies are they're meant to be watched twice. Yeah. Once before mm-hmm. you know the twist and the second one after so you, you know. Because there's everything so that's many clues and, and, and you're like, now oh. I know that he's well, dead. And if you I'm going yeah. to rewatch yeah. it with that knowledge awesome. and it's going to change If you look at Sixth Sense, it's clear that M. Night chose that as his first like it wasn't his first movie because yeah. everybody has they gotta work their way up right but he knew he knew Willie. it was gonna be like his first like wide release yeah and it totally sets in that sense of like you need to watch it twice yeah. mm-hmm. Sixth Sense sets the tone for that because it's not a complicated story Mm-mm. no but it's got that twist yeah and on the second watch you're just going 
Oh, there's the blood on his back. Oh, there's yep. this person not it's noticing like him. Whenever, oh, holy you shit. know, Perkins was talking about the anime that we just watched, and it's like if now that you know it, if you go back and watch it, you start looking for the threads. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's like that. Like once you have that knowledge, and you it, you, it you watch you it, a, and you look at it. It's it gives different. you a reason to rewatch it. Yeah. So Needless to say, everybody here has watched M Night movies more than once, most likely mm-hmm. because of the rewatch itself. Mm-hmm. I've it's actually just... watched it twice. Oh. You've watched you watched it twice? Yeah. It, this Ow. was like when it first came out. I tried to like it. I did the same thing with Green Lantern. I was like, you know, maybe it's just me. Oh, I've watched Green Lantern twice, but that's because I'm a DC kid. You Marvel that's kids because you I Marvel just wanted to look at understand. Ryan Reynolds in that tight. <laughs> that wasn't tight. And I'm going to be honest with you. Strong, what's his name? He also played Moriarty in the in the um, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I know who you're uh, talking about. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, he was in, he's got um, the crooked tooth. He's putting out a lot of stuff, but he was, he was Sinestro. In yes, he was in Kingsman. He does Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie, and I didn't like the Green Lantern movie but i wanted to see that sinestro follow-up yeah. that they teased i was like oh make the second movie forget this i really hope yeah. they bring that back dc <laughs> please just give us more green lantern i would i would appreciate it but you like my problem is like, Wait, so they can't yeah. take they can't take grind from us he's no. he's with no, us he's, just get a new guy just get a new guy you know so John, johnny what is what about you man what what about halloween yeah makes uh, i mean generally in the horror genre and i thought a lot about it there's a lot of ways to go <laughs> I actually did consider Alfred have Alfred Hitchcock movies, but what I ultimately landed on, um, and this is kind of a new one for me. My partner Kayla got me into it, um, but I just fucking love it. American Horror Story. And if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of an anthology show. They'll have like there's a lot of actors that repeat each yeah. season. It's not always the same group of actors, but that like people do stints with American Horror Story to a certain degree. Um, but each season has its own story, its own theme, and that's it's said, own, like yeah, yeah, like, right, almost and like its own genre kind of thing, right, within the realm of everything. Well, and in a large degree, it's like you know, I mean, if you're just talking about like the show as it lays out, the first season is Murder House, the second season yeah. is Asylum. You know, so like each one has its own theme. But what I love about it is they make their own story, but it's always pulling elements from that category that we're like familiar with to a certain degree. So you get this original story each season, but it's based on concepts that we're familiar with to a certain degree. You're just not, at least for me, because I don't really want to talk about this and like tell you all about the show. Um, Well, but like, first of all, what is your (laughs) favorite season? Yeah. So that's a tough one. And anybody who's a horror story fan understands that like that's a hard pick. It is. But I'll say mine because it's not exactly a common popular one. Um, it's hard for me to explain why, but my favorite one is Hotel. No, um, I don't think you need to explain that. I, thought I, I awesome loved season. Hotel. And not to say that like 1980, I always want to call it 1984, 1985, and I never remember which year it is. It's yeah. 1984. That one was wonderful. That was the most recent season. Yeah. But I loved Hotel. Hotel was so cool. It was um, really cool. It, it's just like, it was based around, so all of their stuff is like. It's like subtly based on real things. Right. Right. It's always they're always referencing real stuff so for example when they did uh coven Mm -hmm. you have marie laveau tied in there you have all of these not necessarily just stories but like so you have marie laveau you have other things tied in with these houses in new orleans like that Mm -hmm. one's kind of set in louisiana but it's always like drawn from stuff we already know hence american horror story yeah but they make their own thing of it and what i really love about the show is it doesn't matter which season you're watching they are excellent at the turn yeah so you're watching the show you think it's this thing 
it is this thing for like four to six episodes. Yeah. And then something happens and maybe there's a big time jump. Maybe you think it's over and we've ended this part of the story, but then they go, but wait. And then you actually find out what's really going on in those last few episodes. Like you kind of find out like what, where this all started yeah. and where it's going to. And I just love it. It's just every season is so well self-contained. And then they do some fun stuff where they tie individual characters into other seasons to give you this sense that it's like one every, universe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Every single one of these seasons, even though they might be drastically different from each other or a hundred years apart from each other, they're tied in together, even if it's loosely. So it's got that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Cause they, I, they tied in, um, they tied in Coven with hotel for a uh-huh. little bit. Yeah. And um, then, and then Coven is directly one of the only times they like directly tie in the storyline. And this is a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> But Coven and Apocalypse Dude, yeah, yeah, that was are directly tied into each other. And that is a bit of a spoiler because it's like, and Horror Story does a great job of this. When they do their teasers, yeah, they give you the feel for it, but they don't really tell you what it's going to be about properly. Mm-hmm. So going into Apocalypse, you got, I mean, and we're talking episodes in, you have no concept. Like, why in the world would this Apocalypse situation, this dystopian future thing that's going on, mm-hmm. have anything to do with Coven, which is set in, like, current modern times? Yeah. You're like, well, why would those tie in? And they bring it together, and it's just beautiful. So, I, I just, I'm a huge fan of the creators. Uh, it's Ryan Murphy. So, like, if you haven't watched American Horror Story, I guarantee you've watched some Ryan Murphy, because he's done everything. He's but- also done those series where it's, like, I think they're called, like, American Crime or, or something like that, yes. where it's, like, yeah. you know, Versace and that. stuff like that right really really cool well done stuff and he uses almost like the same actors for mm-hmm. from american horror stories was with he, that but did he have any tie to that ratchet series ratchet is on? him yeah that's that's ryan murphy i don't know if he's the new one with the like same yeah, like directly okay. responsible for just producing it right yeah and that's got um sarah, sarah paulson and yeah. she's just wonderful sarah paulson is probably one of the most common recurring yeah. actors in american horror story um, but God, the laundry list of actors that are in it are wonderful. Kathy Bates, mm-hmm. uh, Angela Bassett. Lady Gaga was in there for a little Lady bit. Lady Gaga, Gaga was in was hotel, hotel and she was also in Roanoke, uh, which was really cool because you get to see Lady Gaga in Hotel. Was she in the as Freak like, Show one as well? No. No. Okay. Uh, just but that's she rude. Was, uh, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought I remember her I mean, like, honestly, coming out. And- it, it, <laughs> she would have been really she good She would have fit one. in lovely in yeah. Freak Show, but I think that was because Hotel was after, yeah, it was after. Freak Show. Yeah. yeah. So she joined in Freak Hotel. Show, I think, was season three or Four? Three was Coven. I only uh, know four. that because it's the only one I've watched. Freak Show was four. Really? Because it, it went, went Murder, House, Murder House, Asylum, uh, yeah, Asylum. and then Coven. Coven. Mm-hmm. And then Freak, Freak Show. Freak Show. Yeah. Then All it was right. Hotel, then Roanoke, then Apocalypse. No, Cult. 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 Then and, Apocalypse. And Cult is wonderful. Cult is fun because it's like, it, oh, is this horror? Yeah. But then but you it start is. watching it and you're like, no, this is definitely yeah. fucking horror. Well, because they also tied in all like her like fears and stuff, and right. like, oh my god, cult was very yeah. much so. Cult takes place in modern times, and it's kind of about this guy that like, like very loosely. I'm not giving you any spoilers, but he like starts a cult around the political environment of our current times. So yeah. think like it's right after Donald Trump's election, 2016 mm-hmm. is kind of when it takes place. But what you find out watching the show is this isn't really about cults. This is about phobias. That yeah. season focuses on phobias, okay. and it doesn't yeah. matter. It's pretty good. Like it doesn't. It almost yeah, doesn't matter what your phobia is. They're gonna to touch it, it in some degree because it's kind of like it, it, Sarah Paulson's character in that one has like extreme I phobias. Her. I hated her well, in the beginning. She's, she's but, hateable because she's like, dude, girl, come on. Yeah, just get it together. But right. then, like, she like, yeah, she pulls it together. But mm-hmm. um, so then, what? Which ones have you guys watched? I've I've only watched. You've only watched. And I don't, I've never even finished a season. Really? Yeah, I watched it because I watched it with a. 
couple friends of mine, and I don't even honestly know what the turnoff for me was. I'm not telling you I disliked it. I just yeah. sure you just it's a show stuck. I never started, and yeah. the only season I had, I didn't finish. Yeah, <laughs> Roanoke was kind of I it, didn't it actually. Has, that's the one I didn't watch at all. There's a I yeah. watched. I didn't finish all of them. Well, I will say Roanoke's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, in a very real sense. It's not quite, it is in, a, in some ways, but it's not quite the same formula as yeah. the rest of the seasons because Roanoke is like, they were trying to do some fun with like involving like the social response to a situation mm-hmm. into this story. And so they do this kind of turn at one point where you're like, you're watching a mockumentary about a real event. Okay. Gotcha. And then you're actually watching the real event as well. And then at some point in the season, it turns to the public perception of the documentary made about the real event. Gotcha. And then the end of it is like this fucked up situation of like the actors that were in the reenactment and the people that were actually in it and all of them ending up back in this house. And oh, so fuck. they do a weird turn involving social media and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. it's fun. I want to watch that one. I do want to watch Colt. Colt's I would argue like good. next to hotel Colt is one of my favorites, but I'm kind of a weirdo. People have, like, yeah, well, see, here's the thing. Most people say that they really, really like Coven. Mm-hmm, like, right. it's a lot of people's favorite, but that's probably... I stopped mid-season because I just... Oh, really? Yeah, I was oh, I, I was Coven. not feeling that one. Yeah. But um, I, I was a huge fan of Asylum. Asylum was my, yeah. my favorite out of all of them so far. Uh, see, I think I've second was that, Hotel. I've heard that we, Asylum is so, regarded as one yeah, of the least favorite. Yeah, it is. It is. Right. Yeah, because I know Asylum the twist is, there, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. It's and it's not like my problem with asylum is just my own phobias yeah i i just can't we talked about it off mic but like i cannot the whole concept of being locked up when you're not crazy yeah like it like it was literally pulling teeth for me to watch asylum <laughs> and i still didn't really i didn't really watch it yeah to be honest i couldn't yeah. even tell you details because like it was too traumatic the rest of it i love but yeah my problem with asylum is not not the not, not the, the season the itself content, necessarily it was like, yeah. it's just that i have an issue with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, like everybody at this table knows that i'm stupid crazy about futurama right yeah okay yep. so there's an episode like it's like the fifth episode i, know, in the I already first know where you're going with it of futurama <laughs> and fry and bender claim insanity basically they got involved in a heist that they weren't really a part of but whatever they're in court and they plead insanity so bender gets sent to the robot insane asylum yeah and fry there's not enough room in the human insane asylum <laughs> so they just send him to the robot one and he spends like two weeks with robots and with being told that he's told and like being yeah. fed oil and like living off the vending machine like that's how bad my like wrongfully locked up yeah phobia is is that like this show that i love when i rewatch it for the upteenth time yep. that episode is still hard for me because i'm just like dude this is torture <laughs> he's not supposed to be here he's not a robot and it's even worse <laughs> with futurama because like everybody's making fun of fry for yeah. complaining and i'm like no that's exactly he's not how crazy. yeah <laughs> like it makes you nuts yeah uh yeah i i really liked hotel because of the the real um true crime aspect that they had in that mm-hmm. one was that I, the one where they were taking like actual mur- serial killers and getting murdered in the hotel or something well so the hotel cortez like it starts it's based off a real hotel in california like you ever hear the song no what song is that it's that song hotel california he knows what song that is look at him i love that anyway you hear the preferred version it's in spanish and it's on the big lebowski that's the best version of hotel california but does it go like but he says in that song what does he 
say you can I, check out anytime you like, but yeah. you can never leave. Yeah. That's hotel. Yeah. Because like there's literally uh so here's a good entertaining tidbit of hotel. Yeah. If you're interested, Schmidt from New Girl. Oh, oh okay. already count me in. He has a cameo oh, in there. I don't know if you want to he count has a, you I in call just it a yet. cameo. He has like a brief whatever. Yeah. But like he straight up is a heroin addict nope, and he mind. wanders Schmidt, into the out. hotel and I don't want to give you the rest of the fun gory details, it but my dude never leaves. And he literally was just like strung out and trying to look for a hookup. Yep. I think I watched Hotel, but it's, I guess if that's the one where they, it's basically like they die and they just all stay there. Well, yeah. and that's, that's a, okay, yes, but it's that's almost a like, recurring theme in horror stories. Yeah, because they murder do that house, in the murder hotel, house. Pretty well, much, the concept is pretty much you, you have, so there's a, the way they do it in horror story anyways, and this lines up with some real world belief and whatnot, depending on what your origin of, of, uh spectral entities are i don't know i'm trying to be technical about it but (laughs) basically with horror story anyway what they stick to is if you have a gruesome enough event that happens in an area it doesn't necessarily have to be a building although a lot of times it is a building but in 1984 it's this campground yeah and when you step off the campground that's the space but regardless if a spirit dies in a place where there's already a certain kind of energy there from a past trauma and usually there's like one spirit that kind of like starts it so in hotel it's the serial killer from like the 1940s or 60s yeah Um, 60s but he used the hotel as a trap for people and he Mm. killed so like so it built up this I don't know what to call it, but it built up an energy in the building itself. And so what happens after a certain point is that no matter who you are, no matter whether you have like you're just trapped. Like, if, like if you're just you, there if you visiting die outside yeah. of the hotel, your spirit would pass on. But because yeah. you died in the hotel, your spirit is now stuck here forever. Yeah. Okay. It collects so it's the like, souls of the people right. that died. And so, like, Murder House for sure, Hotel 1984 with the campground, they do it a lot this repeating theme of like if you die in a place with a certain energy then your yeah. spirit is stuck there yeah it All was right. really cool though because they had that little mini like uh serial killer convention it was basically like uh if you've ever seen dinner for schmucks <laughs> yeah it was that except it was a dinner for serial killers yeah it was, it was like, really the, the cool like zodiac was like, there i thought i heard something about this yeah it was, but the 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 crazy part of it was that the actors and like everyone that they got to play the serial killers looked so they they did such a good, good job. Yeah. They looked just like the people that they were portraying. And well, it was... and they do a good job of like when they bring in somebody who's from real life, like uh, Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Uh, the Night Stalker. Like on. they use the same actor yeah, to portray this 19... person, regardless of whether they're in different seasons or not. They do a good job of like keeping yeah, that. They're like, he's going to be this guy mm-hmm. in any iteration so, that we have of it. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely have to like go back and watch a lot of it because I know I watched season one. I watched season two. I loved season two yeah. because, you know, it has all its stuff and then it's like twists and it's like, bam, aliens. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Man, you know, <laughs> like, you know Johnny just guard. explained all eight seasons and did a really good job of not giving away the end. Well, I feel like it's season, I was thinking of season two. Oh, I, spo- I spoiled like, how some many stuff. People I just yeah. talk about asylum because it terrifies me. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so then it's like, it, I don't know. I, I really like that one. And I feel like afterwards I watched multiple episodes of different seasons and i know i started coven but i never finished coven mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i saw an episode or two of like freak show but coven it just, is great i will it say been, like i just ended up picking up different episodes like mm-hmm. randomly i'm like oh you know yeah. what? i'm gonna watch this season and then i never finished the season yeah <laughs> so sometimes they do end up dragging mm-hmm. uh yeah. some of the stuff and it's kind of like i will say that coven like i love it 
But if it's not like like subject matter wise, you kind of have to have a little. I mean, you don't have to, but it helps to have a little familiarity with like. I knew a lot of the stories like that they were like the talking about within whatever. it. But what's really great about Coven is the way that it ties into Apocalypse because you kind of get mm-hmm. this like. It's not necessarily a redemption story, but you get chapter two yeah. of these characters, and I don't know. I love Coven, um, but it's I do I do get where like if you're not into that, you just like yeah yeah. I think what it was though, and I've kind of it's not that I'm like I don't watch stuff that has like women actors, and I I need the men in there as well, but it is like prominently women in yeah, that season, so it's like not that I like relate to the but the, see the, you didn't watch all of it. I did say that because what you what you don't know is that there's a society of warlocks which oh. is all men yeah, yeah so like dope. hey you give a... me you give me coven See. part two with just the warlocks i might See, watch that's it what, <laughs> that's what i'm getting at is that even if you don't like coven i think that it's worth watching yeah because i'm like really confident that you would love apocalypse and you I, need, oh I've, I've seen apocalypse that one's really coven good to appreciate apocalypse yeah and when you get to it you'll be like oh yeah these okay. women these women I'll, are badass yeah they are so badass i think i might go back and actually like re because i just rewatched season two yeah for no reason i was just like i'm gonna go watch season two <laughs> i was like all right cool um well but- and i will say like season two is interesting because it's like if you like asylum which is great it does do a little bit of a lost thing where they just kind of abandon ideas yeah so that happens from time to time in american horror story where you have like a concept that like Maybe they didn't abandon it, but they never intended to make anything more of it. And yeah. if you were curious about it, good luck, because, like, we're not going to... So, at least in the sense that, like, don't take Asylum as formula for the rest of the series, because people who've watched the whole series will tell you Asylum kind of sticks out, and so does Roanoke, because they don't quite they don't fit do the, the formula. Yeah. So if you like them, great, but they're not the same they're as the rest of the yeah. show. Same, yeah. same, but different. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> I think we've exhausted that. I don't, yeah, no. Uh, another cool thing that I liked about Hotel is that, or I don't know if you guys know like any of the real life stories of that place because some. that 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 hotel it does have like some like crazy things that have happened. So I don't know if you've, you guys have seen this video of a girl that's in an elevator and she's like hiding behind the door and then like the door won't close. She like you could see her pressing the button. And then she like looking around the corner. You can tell that she's like seeing something. Mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reason, the door just won't close. Then she finally steps out. Immediately after she steps out, the door closes. A few weeks later, that girl was found dead in the water main systems. Uh, so the the people were complaining that the water was coming out black and stuff like that uh, in the hotel. Uh, and no, it's really unexplained how she got in there. Like nobody knows what happened or no one knows exactly what happened. They just know that that was the last that they saw of her. And as far as they know, like she wasn't like Jeebus. there was there's nothing yeah, was like, to like. Yeah, goosebumps. yeah <laughs> no, I, I just like, oh, I mean, I, I wanted to bring the horror on this horror. Yeah, one, man. That's that's know, one man. really cool story about this that. Thing in my brain. Well, not cool, but like interesting. <laughs> yeah. What about your favorite part of the genre, Danny? What is so I am huge, huge on the Conjuring universe. Ah. Uh, I, have you guys watched any of those? Yeah. Not just the Conjuring movies, but like Annabelle uh la llorona uh the nun i mean i know oh, you've about lost llorona. me on those last couple but really yeah. yeah so um i don't know what it is about I, s- specifically the conjuring those movies to me are just so interesting because okay. it's based on ed and lorraine who are real they were uh demonologists 
I think that's the term. Google check it later. Whatever. <laughs> um, anyways, that they would go and they would like you could go put- d- deal with haunted shit basically, mm-hmm. and uh, the movies are based on some of the you know stuff that they did. It's supposed to be. I mean, obviously Hollywood is gonna like oh, jazz yeah. it up a little bit to make it scary and and all that, but like. A lot of the stuff that they did on their own, you can, I mean, they have books, they have interviews, and all of it is like, (laughs) what was that face? So, this is completely unrelated and related at the same time. Okay, bring it. So, I was looking up demonologists just to, you know, like, check you on it. Yeah. Right, by the way. Okay, cool. You can put ology at the end of anything. For some reason, though, one of the top three searches was salary. Oh. And apparently, the average demonologist in the United States has a salary of over 300,000 a year. Yeah! So I, w- I really liked my career as a graphic designer, that but I think to today I'm, uh, I'm going to get a new job. Yeah, so just to why. clarify, in case you weren't paying attention, this was the moment that Danny found out he wanted to be a demonologist. This With is going to be the of start of my friends. book. Yeah. <laughs> we are about to get paid. Get that money, y'all. But no, so... I have a book on demons if you want to borrow it. I don't think I, I do. <laughs> oh, I, I am, it's got little pencil drawings. It's very non-aggressive. It's mm, like from the 1970s. It's haunted. Okay, 1970s. Right. It's haunted. I want to. I mean, it, the pages though. have that like library smell to them. I think it's pretty authentic. That library was also haunted. Okay, all right. I, well, I, I try to stay away from libraries. They don't like me. I got I don't it at like a garage sale. So. Oh, it is so haunted. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most haunted thing you own. From an you old know, lady honestly, with an accent I, you like, couldn't determine. She I grabbed this hand. She's like, "If you get this book." Be prepared for a world of pain. 25 cents. Dude, yeah, like it's like marked at a dollar. And then I'm like, how much for this? And she's like, oh, that book is free. You don't pay in money. You don't pay immediately. Oh, man, that makes me super excited. A for price it. for everything. Everything has its price. I like where this is going. You're talking I, about Walmart, dude, right? Dude, you, you kind of freak yes. me out because I have a fuck ton of books that I've gotten from garage sales. Are they all haunted? Chances are, I love yes. garage sale yeah. books. <laughs> so the Conjuring universe, it seems like from an outside perspective, I've seen bits of the Nun, bits yeah. of Conjuring. Um, is it more like supernatural based? Or? It is supernatural. So this is where I have a dilemma because I'm not a religious person, okay. but a lot of if you have demons in something, that means there's like you have to believe in the other thing. But I'm like right. very skeptical of one, but I definitely believe in demons. So it's like I don't know where I sit with that, but I definitely don't fuck with it. Like as far <laughs> as like I'm, I'm not gonna take my chance. Chances, well, you it's know. the whole like I'm stupid. I'm not that stupid. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, and I, like with the demon thing and like the conjuncture of demons and religion or whatever. We t- we, t- we I think anybody we that, uh, that like appreciates yeah. demons can recognize that like not all like the idea of like pure evil. Yeah, applies to demons just the same as it applies to humans. Mm-hmm. And I think at least from that point of view, if you're separated from like the religious ties to it, yeah, the same could be said for angels. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, the movie Legion is a good example of how, like, that shit can turn. Good is also a fluid, like, it's not, like, not anyone is just good. Yeah. The same as not anyone is just evil. Not anyone is just good. So, like... And it could also not be necessarily demons, but whatever it is, you know? Like, right. well, we've given demon could just be the name of what, yeah. you know, these entities that we... A, a rose we've is talked a rose about them enough. by any other name. Yeah. yeah. You just so, consistently find a way to give it a name, and yeah. it's tied and If to it's easier to call it a demon, you know, because you don't... It, we don't, could talk to a demon, and it's like, what the fuck He's is actually, he's like, he, yo, my I'm name's a, actually... My, Steve. I'm a Snicklebrook. <laughs> I will say, I don't think the show would have been as popular if they had called it Angel Hunter. 
Yeah. It's just not the same, yeah, right? It just doesn't have the same yeah. ring to it. It's got to be Demon Hunter. Crystal, you look like you're looking something up. What do you got going on over here? So, so but but yeah, so they they had dealt with a lot of the stuff with from like the 60s, I think, all the way up like till the end of time until till they passed away. Okay. Um they they were involved with the Amityville horror. These were real people. Yeah, they okay. were they they're based on real people. They okay. have a museum of like items that they take from each job that they did um that they're most famously known for annabelle uh that, so that that's a real doll it's a real doll okay but it, it's a raggedy ann doll it doesn't look like the creepy ass fucking doll that they yeah. use in the in the movies but the stuff that they talk about in the movies are basically based off the the real events those which, fucking porcelain dolls man my yeah. grandmother had some porcelain dolls and i, I hadn't seen shit and they're yeah. still terrifying yes, the way they're they like are. eyelids open my grammy's has a room a room of porcelain dolls so never that invite I me to grammy's for thanksgiving hey, but her thanks her stuffing is unmatched <laughs> never mind. Like, i would like an invite i would oh, i man. would die for those that stuff you know the stuffing and the turkey is so that you can actually fucking sleep because <laughs> the like, house is filled with dolls otherwise yeah. like, oh, i can't you I'll never itis. sleep and you, then that's you what the eat, stuffing's you for you eat that that thanksgiving meal staring those dolls in the eye and you're so just are like they, yeah. are they yeah. dead if i die i die have they passed away the people the, the people they did yeah uh lorraine recently well i think within the last couple years passed oh, wow. away um but i think her kids or their kids i don't i don't really know who currently is running their museum because you can go to the museum and see all these things they recommend you don't touch anything because all these items are technically haunted and they should give you the option to touch it but ward you against doing it like you know what you can pick this shit up but there's a lot of there's a lot of stories where they say like you know they're talking about annabelle and uh it, they say like don't taunt it don't like don't definitely definitely don't touch it but there's a guy that supposedly like was talking shit to the doll and was like man then fuck this doll like i don't you know like whatever and he died in a car accident on the way home from mm-hmm. that like specific situation. see this is this is where uh having some better harry potter knowledge would be good for you because a cursed item is a cursed item is a cursed item. Don't yeah. fucking touch right. it. Yeah. Like Thanks for that knowledge, Dumbledore. You knew it the whole fucking time. <laughs> I mean, there's a there is a uh so in the third Annabelle. Yeah, the third Annabelle. I was like trying to remember Jesus how many there Christ, was. Have they not realized this doll is bad news? Like well, we're gonna so open a it's it's a Jurassic really it's world. really cool. So I I'm a big fan of the Annabelle movies because they tied the first two in together really really well. So the first one you get like this cool story. You get like the the original story of it kind okay. of. But then the second one is almost like a prequel to that how like how the dog got haunted right. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh the guy cre- like the guy created it and uh who he made it for and then like how it got possessed and haunted and all that. Uh so you get all that history and then it tied like at the very end of the second one it ties the first movie in so fucking well. And I love when horror movies do those things that you're like, for example, I was so pissed out that Insidious, the sequel, was going to be a thing. And I was like, how the fuck are they going to explain that he like killed that or like say that he didn't kill that person? Like, he's just going to go to jail. Like, that's the end of Insidious 2 is like the dude's in jail. But no, they were like, they explained and answered all my questions. And I was like, how the fuck are they going to do that? How are they going to yeah, do that? And then awesome. they did it. And that's exactly what Annabelle 2 did. For like the first one and then the third one was completely different and it was like the not modern time because most of these movies are based in like the 70s and 80s the warrens were having to go out to investigate a thing and so they left their daughter at home and she had a babysitter and of course all teenage babysitters have stupid fucking friends that want to crash the party kind of thing and uh 
she was like, oh, you're babysitting for the Warrens today. Then, you know, like, and so she like went, she's like, let me go to that, that room. I remember let that me... fucking movie now. Dumbass. Yeah. She was like, let me go to that room. <laughs> and the first thing she does when she finally gets the key to this room that she's not supposed to be in. And I, and I actually think the door like gets unlocked on its own because it's obviously the en- it's a yeah. horror movie and the entities want it to be right. open. But the first thing that she does is go in there and she's like, Ooh, look at this thing. Ooh, look at that. Let me touch this one. Ooh, what's this thing do like, and like touches everything in the fucking room and everyone that's seen these movies and like, no, the first like, rule, don't the first fucking, fucking rule is don't touch, touch anything. And he, he's, uh, Ed is very adamant about like, man, he's like giving a, a, a interview to someone or someone's interviewing him and he just like stops him and he's like don't touch that like just really like stern like don't fucking touch it kind of thing and it's like so everyone knows like you're not supposed to touch these items she walks in and touches fucking everything and so like everything is like fucking with her and one thing that she does the biggest mistake obviously because it's an annabelle movie and she unlocks the fucking annabelle case but why because she's a dumb bitch like, you know what dumb bitch do dumb bitch things did you just show unlock it and not touch it or just unlock it and like pull it out and like no so she locked it i she left the key in the thing uh, but it's a demon that bitch. like it was already let out kind yeah, of thing and so right. it just and it like tapped her head on the fucking glass and it was like it's uh, over yeah. from there danny let me ask you or the table at large do y'all know anything about robert the doll robert the, yes yeah yeah uh i'm pretty sure ghost uh adventures uh did an investigation on him yeah there's some creepy shit so okay so you can actually there's videos of him like moving on his own yeah which is really fucking trippy i think he's also one of those that doesn't like getting pictures taken of him yeah they they have have i mean just google it they have some great stuff here but basically it comes back to this kid um this kid was given this doll that was like unique and handmade and whatever and he fell in love with it and he named it robert and like he would have it in his room and then the stuff starts happening uh this is back in like late 1800s um and it's like a cloth doll. You definitely want to Google it just for the pictures. Yeah. Um, cause he, I don't know creepy. if I do. I fucking hate dolls. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, but... I told y'all that I had like a psychological fear of dolls because of the Chucky stuff, but yeah but basically don't scare like, me. like at least the original version of it is like you know his mother awakens hearing screams from his room and the sounds of furniture being overturned and stuff and she comes in and her son is like hiding under the bed or like under the sheets and robert the doll is sitting on the edge of the bed and the whole room is just destroyed mm. um it's and she heard that sounds that were like not something that like a child could pull off um but yeah it's, pretty terrifying from florida? Shit. it's from florida of course oh, it's, from fucking, it's from fucking florida. florida i looked it up i looked up the museum to, yeah because mainly because i was just curious where it was located at which in, it's in connecticut yeah oh uh, have y'all seen the movie uh, haunting in connecticut i have actually that they were involved with that the real okay. the real version of it there's actually video footage of that um investigation and they catch like poltergeist activity <laughs> which is like one of the like the most like very very credible like footage and it's like footage footage that you know like it's not like blurry camera like oh Mm -hmm. like you know it's clear as day like real poltergeist shit and like stuff coming out of the walls type stuff like it's pretty trippy see i feel like i've seen it i don't know it's it's a very (laughs) popular like if you if you've ever gone down the youtube rabbit hole of like looking up ghost stuff like that's one of like the biggest ones no shit um look at that well i looked at this uh museum and They actually, so apparently their son-in-law was the one that was running it. Okay. And it actually got shut down last year. No. It got shut down last year for zoning laws is what it said. 
apparently it's Fucking not weird, like apparently. an actual like building yeah it's just a house it's it's in their basement and they had so many people i guess that were coming there was like an inconvenience to i'm sure it's i'm sure yeah like it was like there was no sense. parking i guess and it was an inconvenience for the neighborhood and people apparently were like trying to break in and take go through there i guess right. throughout all you know times of the day and so it just became people an are so dumb. that's a horror movie in itself imagine <laughs> like they have this and it, it it centers around like the drama behind it well they also dumbass kids break into the well, museum after and, dark touch stuff and then bam new conjuring yeah, movie. yeah. Well, well that's this, the thing uh, yeah. it's called they, they blessed they blessed that reason. room constantly like they mm. would have a, a it was once residential (laughs) (laughs) no they they have a guy that would come and like you know bless bless like keep it under control (laughs) to keep all the like spirits and like entities in control because if not like i don't know and they had a like double seal annabelle because of that in this article that was reading at one point it even said that there was like um a rumor that annabelle had escaped yeah there was it just it, turned, was, it was big on twitter yeah, actually it, it was really funny it turned out to be a hoax but Man, they were like cool legit like worried that, that she got out yeah <laughs> i, I was like oh so shit bad. Mm-hmm. i know we've talked about this i don't know but that's the thing like for me they i mean they could have been like playing it but they did it for their entire lives until they died you when know like it's something man houdini was a magician until he was you're dead. right yeah i mean you're right but i mean but you know what, some though, of those, even if it's it was all fake i would still appreciate their commitment to yeah i mean they were they were pretty adamant about like how serious they were about it all you know and there's there are people i mean that do it for a living and they are 100 percent like they're making money off of it yeah (laughs) i think uh, think the prestige blew that houdini shit up i think houdini was actually twins man the prestige was yeah it was such a good movie Mm -hmm. yeah it's a great movie damn it man um but yeah uh there's so there's a third conjury movie that's supposed to be coming out soon that okay. it is titled the devil made me do it okay so i likely my excuse research just no now. this <laughs> this one is crazy i think it's gonna change so what i like about the conjury movies themselves is that they almost have like an old school horror movie vibe to them and they i don't know this i don't know if it's the camera angles or or the time period that it's based in but they they to me feel like the most authentic to me they're the best horror movies currently okay and the the new one seems like it's gonna break their like haunted house theme you know Mm -hmm. because i read into what the the third one could possibly be about like the the quote the devil made me do it was because there was a guy who essentially so he his brother had to have an exorcism done because he was possessed by a, a demon and so in this situation the i mean he you know the priests were there and everyone everyone was there like doing it he was witnessing this happen and at some point he started like taunting the demon to be like leave him alone come to me take me kind of stuff and just doing that which is mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do that's like i'd call a demon a little bitch yeah i'd call him a bitch but i wouldn't Edward, be like yo just take me like, dog like what are, you, what are you what are you a little bitch oh. you, wanna, <laughs> you wanna fucking you haunt not, on me so then after the exorcism like it's a successful exorcism they got the demon out of their his brother nobody um, nobody wants a botched exorcism no you really don't um but he uh, after a few days started acting different like people started noticing a difference in this guy and uh you know they he started going down like this really bad way and you i mean we have friends and if there was a we knew somebody and he was just completely different like a completely different person we would know and knowing the fact that he was involved with an exorcism and doing all that kind of stuff it's like 
kind of weird coincidence that now right. he's acting different. Right. So he gets into this argument at a bar one night with one of it. I think it uh, might've been his friends or one of his like wife's friends or some, something along the lines of that he ends up killing that guy. Uh, like I think he stabbed him in the stomach a few times and like kills this guy. And, uh, it's bullshit, man. Who stabs somebody in the stomach? They, like, you, I mean, you're going to, it's going to take that's time. That's where your food goes. And this is like well, over like full mostly is where I, I'm at. I think I remember, oh. I, if I'm remembering correctly, it's, it's because the guy was holding on to this little boy. I don't know if it, if it was his little boy or someone in the family or whatever the reason was, but he was like yelling at him in, in a very weird manner. Like it wasn't like just like typical, like screaming at a kid. Like, a kid. yeah, like it was not normal. And so after that, the guy got him off the kid and then they got into altercation and the guy ended up dying. And hmm. so then this guy goes into to court for murder uh-huh. and as you do, and his, his plea was that he's not guilty, that the devil made him do it. And so I think, I, I I don't know I don't know the full story and I think it's going to be really interesting because this is one of the first I'm pretty sure it's one of the first court cases where that's the like that's your argument that's his argument and it's like how do you how do you <laughs> how battle against that in court yeah, you know like, like no the devil did not because then because then people are going to be like oh well the, that's not real like yeah. but, well, but there's the like Lord but like you know it, most likely the, I I don't know exactly where what city this was in but like how do you tell people that their religion's not real and yeah. like you get an entire community to so they got the warrens involved in all that stuff so like uh i'm really excited to see how this one goes because they haven't said much about the plot but with that title it has to be about this situation because they've what been, else would you what else would like i mean they that's what i'm saying like this one seems like it's going to be pretty legit because it's a scared court to case. death they talk about this on scared to death right scared uh i'm not sure pretty sure we just listen to that like they talk about this case yeah and it being the first time that i like, want to look into that now. that I'm shit was upheld in this. court yeah, this movie sounds interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. The whole so okay. So it's the first case where that was used as a defense. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. And they talk about it on. Scared I'm pretty to death, sure. The I'm pretty sure if, the dude's still alive, and I'm pretty sure the dude didn't spend much time in jail. I wanna. Yeah. I'm gonna definitely what? look into that. Crystal, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna kind of derail us off of this conversation and ask you though, because you've been super quiet about all of this. What's a uh, what's got your goat in the spooky Halloween universe? I actually I saw this this post on Facebook earlier, and it was. Uh, something along the lines like if you if you grew up in the 90s then you saw one of these four movies like way too young and it was like <laughs> did you yeah it was like the grudge um there was something else oh the grudge 13 ghosts oh the ring ghosts. and jeepers creepers i'm sorry jeepers wait creepers. maybe i'm just not remembering my childhood right but did the grudge come out in the 90s uh if not early no 2000s. i was i was it could yeah have been it, early was, it was early 2000s okay, so just like that was in like, high school got you. okay too, okay, so, okay i mean or i'm not school. saying this post was accurate no no, no i got you i got you i also do think that i watched the grudge way too early <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah. that should have me fucking terrified forever yeah that um, sound uh yell yell yeah that like ah like, i yeah. definitely, oh. definitely went and saw the ring and the grudge was about the same time as the ring and yeah. i definitely saw that on like a seventh grade yes, like date. <laughs> <laughs> i was like what the fuck is happening so, like, find us? that would have been like 2002 you three, said the grudge? somewhere in there yeah because i was i was in like middle school when it mm-hmm. came out yeah. yeah i remember a friend of mine brought it over and it was like me her and my brother and we sat in the living room and we put the grudge on because she kept talking about how she loved this movie and she was like super into all that shit though and me and my brother were like all 
right, we got this. And we had our blankets and we were like covering our faces and <laughs> it like, came just out in freaking out. Yeah. yeah. And it ended up being one of those things that like immediately after we watched it, we were like, so you want to watch the Veggie Tales? <laughs> I... <laughs> like we needed all the Jesus we could find in that moment because that show was not okay. Okay. Yeah. So The Ring but... was 2002, Grudge yeah. was 2004. That yeah. sounds right. I, I tell you guys, my lack of enthusiasm for horror really has stretched to me doing some extremely like little bitch moves. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> like, is it a lack of enthusiasm or like you genuinely don't want to experience I, I do it? Because a lack of like enthusiasm is of like, fear. yeah, baseball. I could take it or leave it. No, it's it's I if it, it's the same reason why I don't watch like drama movies or television shows. I don't need to feel emotions that make me uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to watch this movie about your husband dying and it's super sad and I'm going to get emotionally invested in your life. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. For me, horror, I, I lack the bone that a lot of people that love horror have for this feeling of wanting to be scared. I think it's just a feeling I, that I typically, that. like, if we feel it in real life, it's not something that is necessarily, like, the best thing. But, like, when you watch it and you're, like, I don't know, it's it's almost like an, a, not an addictive feeling, but it's, like, it's uh, it's a fu- it's like get, adrenaline, you it's, know? It's like, like, yeah. like, like when you go on a roller it's coaster. It's like the tattoo thing. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. once you get one, it hurts sometimes, but you're going to go back and yeah, do it absolutely. again. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I also think that sometimes I'm just disappointed with the horror movies that people really like i i feed into hype way yeah. too much yeah and the conjuring universe specifically with all the hype that's been around it i have intentionally stayed away from it so i don't dislike it and i'm just another person that hates it for no reason so <laughs> i enough. don't have a strong opinion either yeah. way about it just oh actually fan sake crazy fact that i i kind of like put together while i was doing this research and it actually involves american horror story and it involves the conjuring um so in the nun there's an actress who's like the main not the like not the uh not the nun not the nun that like is terrifying but the the one that is training to be a nun she obviously there are other nuns she is the daughter in american horse i'm gonna i'm gonna get the name i wrote the name down but like uh she is the daughter in american horror story uh in the first season um the one that dates tate um yes 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 She's also in Coven. Mm-hmm. She's one of the. She's one of the witches in Coven. Yeah, yep. she is the main actress. Her name is Tysa Formenga. Formenga. Yeah. So in that movie, in the very beginning, it shows Lorraine, mm-hmm. and then it goes into like this flashback because the nun is technically based like back in the like in like the fifties, maybe. The well, nun is forever. Well, so in real life, Lorraine, the actress, and uh the the one that's training to be a nun mm-hmm. they're actually sisters in real life oh cool so so which is crazy that they're like in the i don't want to say that they're in the horror genre because but like they play the horror genre really well yeah and but within this world they're saying that there might be a bigger connection and that they might be the same person because they look so much alike and that in the future movies maybe we'll get a tie-in together or a bigger explanation gotcha. um for that because it shows her as like an adult and then it goes back to the 50s and and then they look so much alike and it's crazy because it took me so long to put together that they were actually related in real life right yeah but it's just just random like connection that that's there so we've talked a lot about a lot of different horror things and i feel almost like i haven't done enough justice in naming some of like the big names in horror we haven't talked about stephen king at all (laughs) 
Ooh. No. And no, we I haven't. feel like when we talk about this genre as a mm-hmm. whole, because I know you can go a lot of different ways, not saying his name is super disrespectful. You're right. Pennywise is like a, a thing of nightmares. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. You know, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah like Pet Cemetery is amazing just because the concept of gathering all of our dead pets in one place and putting them in a cemetery, like, fuck that. Who wouldn't do that? Like, who wouldn't Why be tempted into that? Why would we do this? I, w- I would do it. We but just, obviously, it's a mistake. But it's we like. Said M. Night Shyamalan name before we said Stephen King's name. Well, be, and Stephen King is the natural follow to Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I feel even though he comes from doing he, even though he comes from the literary realm, and Hitchcock was a director. Uh, you know, there's that same. Stephen King has a way. It's not quite suspense, but I would say that Stephen King is the master of Irk. Okay, he's good at making like it's almost like he's really good at that uncanny valley. He also really loves aliens because he he likes aliens. But just think about like the the range of it. Like he'll do things like that are overtly horror, right? Mm-hmm. But then he also does stuff like The Green Mile, where it's like he does these. I think for me, what I love about Stephen King is that he bases these supernatural situations. In a world that is very grounded in reality. Yeah. And so the world that he builds is like, this is real. And then he gives you this supernatural twist and you're like, oh, Salted fuck. Yeah, because yeah. it just, there's there's just enough supernatural to make it uncanny, but the rest of it feels very real. Like The right. Shining. Right. Like yeah. all of it is very real other than the fact that like it's like the ghosts that are telling, but it could also be that he's a fucking crazy dude, you know, like just right. going insane from like cabin fever. I liked Dreamcatcher as two separate movies. You know, man, like, I wanted did the Dreamcatcher, the book is so I, wonderful I would love to read and the it. movie is like everything that's shitty that happened to movies in the 90s yeah they i'm just, trying to remember that is that the one that has like duddits yes yeah okay okay duddits yeah i did yes. it so it's like it's the group of friends Dreamcatcher is about the group of friends and when they were kids they were all buddies of course uh and they had this one friend who would like was like you know uh mentally Autistic handicapped yeah no, i don't probably. know what his exact situation was but like effectively they knew and there were some experiences from childhood which in the movie they don't the problem with dreamcatcher the movie is that this book is it's fatter than most harry potters mm-hmm. it's a lot of detail and it's kind of like it where it's important that you get the details of their childhood experience yeah because it goes to when they find yeah. out about their adulthood experience when all of this shit starts coming back right and it just like uh, spoiler alert just like crystal said earlier like it ends up being aliens but like it's not <laughs> it's not that simple to be fair and it's also a, involves a like a fucking Pennywise. so mm-hmm. i don't know about you guys but one of my original fears was shit coming out of the toilet oh, while i was on it and there is a out. moment in dreamcatcher with this fucking thing it's like a snake but if its mouth opened up like a face hugger Ugh. okay yeah and it's like all teeth and there's a scene with um jason, jason lee, lee where he's like on the toilet and this yep. thing comes and it's like him like trying to get the other guys to come into the bathroom while he's like literally sitting on the top of the toilet seat to keep it in there uh, and it sounds innocuous but it is fucking terrifying yeah no, I'm but the with book you on i just that. i like not that the movie isn't fun right but the book just has you really need the detail and yeah. i'm just that kind of person but like it's such a good well, story sometimes it create, and that's why stephen king is the literary like king like mm-hmm. because his books will always trump 
is movies. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the case with anything. Anytime what I, what you talk I like to about him is that he, him, it's going to be, well, you should really read the book. What I like about Stephen King on that aspect I of tell the those people, books to the movies, you. right? <laughs> <laughs> if, even if you hate the Stephen King movies, uh, joke's on you, because Stephen King is one of those guys that's like, okay, you can have my movie rights, but I'm going to be involved in this. Yeah. yeah. And he takes it as an opportunity. Michael Crichton kind of does this on the stuff that he's been involved in, but it, well, and not anymore, because he passed, sorry. Stephen King does a good job of being like, okay, so we're going to do a movie of this. Y'all can do it, but I'm going to be a producer on this yeah. because I want to help you tell this story in movie format. So I'm okay with you changing stuff or reducing things, but like, it's, still it's like, mine. I don't want you to fuck this up. Right. So right. he'll be involved with the changes where he's like, okay, sure. But like, this is how you should change it. Kind of like his, the character in, uh, I don't I don't remember I don't remember the old it very well but in the new it when they're adults the um See, I still haven't watched it. That's uh. what's beautiful about the new it is that they took and that's the same complaint about how I have about Dreamcatcher is the old it is not enough movie for the book that you just read. Yeah. It's just it's just doesn't satisfy but the that, story. That, the, the, main the main character, his job, well, great, like yeah. he's a writer, he's a movie writer, right? Mm -hmm. Is it like that in the old one? I can't remember. Honestly, no. don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember the old one very well. Okay, well, anyways, he's like, he's a writer, and he's like mid production, and they like need the ending for the movies or whatever, and they're it's it's so I think it's really funny because it's a play on Stephen King himself, you yeah, know, and then yeah. he makes the cameo and stuff. So I don't know. I, so you're, I mean, that's the, yeah. the the gist of like how he is in real life, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I feel like that's like the mist. Is, and I know I've talked about this plenty, but it's one of those movies that I don't want to watch again because the first time I watched it, it fucked me up. So I want to say bad. that it's I hate key. that movie, but it's not be that it's not I a don't bad hate it movie. It's a bad movie. I yeah. hate it because of how it made me feel. Yeah, like, I, it's one of those it movies that made me feel me a lot different than I have ever felt about a movie. So I'm gonna throw this one out to the audience, uh, and maybe this is something that we might like think about other stuff like this that we want to do. But so I have this thing in my brain of this show that I watched when i was a kid um and i think it was a mini series and i want to say that it was based off of something stephen king but i don't know that mm -hmm. so anybody out there listening if this sounds familiar to you help me figure this out <laughs> but effectively what it was basically imagine that like time is more of an organism than it mm -hmm. is a physical construct okay the movement of time okay so if you if if you were to somehow figure out how to stay in the time that you were instead of moving forward with time so we all move forward with time yeah in this particular show these people like were in an airplane and they went through a pocket in the sky yeah and they didn't keep moving forward through time they stayed in the past well the problem with that is is that there are these creatures in the past that consume the past because it's already happened. Yeah. They literally, like, eat it. And so if you're stuck in the... It, it's hard... Like, conceptualize time as, like, a physical entity. Yeah. Okay? So they get stuck after where they were. And when they get to the airport, no one's there because all of the living things move forward with time. Yeah. But they're in the physical past and there's these creatures that are coming towards the airport like to consume this sounds it's, fucking it's wild, wild. Yeah. yeah but i for the life of me i i like i can't i'm sure i could huh. do some googling and fucking tie myself down right. and figure out but like if this sounds familiar to you please hit us up on yeah, social media i also want to watch this now right? it's it a trip fucking cool and it was like a mini series or something and mm -hmm. i want to say that it was like late 90s early 2000s but i watched it with my mom and it freaked me out yeah uh because these people were basically running from these like time consumption monsters it was bizarre and they had to figure out how to get back yeah no that sounds trippy the real time it was wild huh so we we kind of oh shit, oh that was shit. Four past midnight 
It's called Four Past Midnight. Yeah, that's it. There All it right. Is. That yeah. was super fast. God, Listeners, yeah. we don't need you any longer. We have Perkins <laughs> and the power of Google. Yeah, right. I'm good at finding the sauce, bro. No, yeah, you really are the sauce master, <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So we've kind of been all over the map horror-wise. I really like the... The like, different dynamics yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. We went all the way back, like, when was Hitchcock, like, 1950s? I think he was even earlier than that, if I'm really? not mistaken. I think he had some play in the 30s. Yeah, some silent films or something? I'm, I'm probably going to put my foot in my mouth here and be completely <laughs> Stephen wrong Stephen King? No, 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 Hitchcock. Oh, I was like, God, Stephen King is not that old. <laughs> I mean, he's old, but he's not, he's not that, that old. He's not that old. Uh, he, yeah, his first movie was released in 1923. Holy shit. Yeah, it was a silent yeah, film. I thought, I thought that they were <laughs> older than that. Talkies. We like to tell stories. <laughs> like the chips? No, that's what they called I movies with voices back in the day because <laughs> it started out chips. silent. So when movies with audio came out, they were called fucking talkies. We've been telling stories. We've been telling other people's stories. Yes. Um, I thought that would be fun for us to try and tell our own. So what we're going to do right now is really kind of switch gears. It's going to be a first for us. We're going to go around and try and just piece together a story that we can and see what happens with it. We're going to start out, somebody's going to, you know, give us a little bit, and when they think they're done, the next person's going to pick up, and we're just going to see how So this is either going to fall, it's going to fall somewhere on the spectrum of comedy to horror. Yeah. Hopefully it's we possible can get a good we tell a scary story, but we, not, we don't know what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure this is how, like, Idle Hands came to be at one point. Yeah. Like, people were just sitting there and stoned out of their minds, like, you know what would It'd work? be fucking scary, Like, man. if the like, dude's like, hand <laughs> chopped off, and the other guy's like, hang on, and then the hand started killing people. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Call the producers. Get Netflix on the phone. <laughs> so, alright, uh, let's do it. So, um, it's kind of told through time. There was um, a group of friends. There was four of them. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to set this around the early 90s. They, you know, grew up together, ragtag team, you know, throwing themselves together randomly through school and whatnot. And they used to always get together. And one of the things they enjoyed doing most was playing in the backyard of, we're going to name this person Steve. Okay. Steve's backyard, you know, his mom was out of town a lot. He had the trampoline. Yeah, You, you know, life was good. Yeah. You know, once it gets dark, everybody went outside and that's where everybody hung out. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, one night in particular, um, Steve's mom didn't come home. You know, she was probably out hooking or something. Whatever mm -hmm. wow. ladies of the night Whatever do. Steve's mom did. Yeah, I don't I'm not going to judge her. And so there are the boys. Mom doesn't come home. Right. And, you know, I mean, maybe it would have been right for them to wonder where mom is. But frankly, they were just like, we got the house. So they decide one of the other guys, Greg, uh, kind of kind of like he's like the tag along. Everybody knows in a yeah, group. Everybody's got group Everyone has three, a Greg. You've got the guy that like you don't invite, but he shows up. Yeah. And Dustin. Greg has got this idea. He's been pushing it for a long time. Everybody shuts him down. And he's just like, guys, we need to do it mom's not here we are digging this hole in the backyard okay we're gonna dig this hole and they're like all right fuck it greg fine we're gonna dig the hole and everybody gets like they're like all right so they go to the shed they grab some shit um and they start digging this like four foot by four foot hole in the backyard um and they get about three foot down and the shovel like hits something hard when they were trying to decide whether or not that they should do this it's because Steve had found something that didn't seem right. It was it it looked like a human bone, but he wasn't quite sure. It could have been from the dog, you know? Right. Because right. that little bastard just likes to take his shit outside, you know, and just 
Yeah, dump it in but shit. it didn't look like it was like church's chicken right no it looked it looked a little human like a proper bone so this is like this is all led to this moment where they're like you know what this was the, there's something has to be back there so when they hit that thing it almost like you know led to that decision like you know what this is the right thing to do so when they opened it it was empty but there was a letter in this in this box that said for anyone that opens this you are now cursed and by cursed, you will die many deaths. And by many deaths, it will follow your entire generation. Now, these kids just reading this were like, what did we just find? What is going on? Steve, what the fuck did you just do? As they continue, they pull the letter out. And underneath it, all that's there is a hand. And not just a normal hand. It's a skeleton hand. But it's clutching something. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought uh, I just said. Where was that classic comedy in? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. What was it clutching? A key. Mm. It's clutching a key. So instead of doing the smart thing and closing the casket or box or. Or just fucking off. Whatever right? it was we yeah. opened. Let's go back to playing Nintendo they 64. Shit. To mm-hmm. take the key and find out what it goes to. So we're going to assume that they live north and they have basements. <laughs> so it's definitely not from Texas. No. Yeah. I was like, obviously they're worried. They don't need Texas. mom knowing that they just cursed themselves. So they cover the box, put all the dirt back on it. They go inside and decide that they're going to go hunt down whatever it is. This key goes to So they go in their house. They get all of their tools together. They get like their flashlight their baseball bat, because yeah, you, never you don't know, you don't know, know what's in the box. You yeah. don't fuck with basements. Maybe yeah. some rope. Maybe maybe some rope, yeah. You, you always got some rope. candles, whatever, you know, so they get all their <laughs> equipment together, they get together, and they hype themselves up, and they decide they're going to go down this basement and see what the key goes to. Well, so they get on their bikes, they're about to start going, and at the top of the hill, you turn, single street light starts flickering, hmm. flickering, and it kind of freaks them out a little bit. All the other streetlights are working yeah, fine. Yeah, all the other ones are working except the single one. Okay. Just happens to be in the direction that they decided they wanted to try and head. All right. And so Steve being Steve looks at... Fucking look, Steve. Looks at Greg, his other two yet-to-be-named companions. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Jake, Steve, who is me, and Greg, and... <laughs> Tim. Ron. Ron Tim. <laughs> Ron Tim. Ron Tim. Um, like, you know, fuck it, boys. I'm going. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not scared of shit. Even curses. And they start going, and he's pedaling as fast as he can. Like, he's there to prove a fucking point. And then, as he's getting to the light, it goes out. When it comes back on, he fucking just smacks. Like, his bike cracks. He doesn't know what happened. He flies. His friends are behind him. They're racing up to get to him to see what's going on. When Steve wrecks, so to speak... Everybody's kind of paying attention. The 90s, it was radical. Yeah, it was super rad. Super rad. The only thing they were missing was a piece of plywood and a cinder block to make a ramp with. But when Steve crashes, everybody's kind of focused on what just happened to Steve, except for Greg, which is unfortunate because nobody fucking listens to him. Um, and what Greg notices is that he hears that key fall and bounce. And so while they're all trying to figure out what's up with Steve, Greg goes over and picks up the key. 
And when he does, he vanishes. And the key drops to the ground. And then Rontim was like, wait, what the fuck are we doing? Were we going to a basement or something? (laughs) I have a question about our story. (laughs) Hold up. Have we been in... Were we at a park to begin with? No, they were in the backyard. They were in the backyard. So I have a question. If they were in their backyard (laughs) and they were going to their house... They inside. were they back in the house to the basement. They went inside the house to go get their equipment, and they were going to the basement mm-hmm. to go see and then they decided what the to fuck key that, went to. And they went biking but down the then street. Oh, see, we I got fucked on that a up bike, and we were going. I thought, in my head, they were all just putting their tools and their shit, and the natural thing to do was hop on your bikes <laughs> and fucking go. I, I wanted the story to continue to keep fucking with you. exciting. I was like, yeah, I mean, drug me in. I was, I was like, fuck it, wait, wait, where's this going? And then Danny brought the question, like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't ask that. That I was wrong. I was, was listening to Justin, <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I don't know why they got in their bikes and got going down." The so street, it was just like, natural progression in my head this. for like an adventure. <laughs> like you put all your shit together. There was a montage of them like, tying their Stranger shoes, Things, putting on their backpacks, and heading the fuck out. Right, like, I'm not gonna lie. I've been sitting here this whole time, like, "Oh fuck, were you not paying attention?" <laughs> <laughs> so how about this? <laughs> if somebody thinks they can finish this story succinctly <laughs> then then shoot i think i got an idea we're gonna assume else. that they went to the basement and there was nothing there and they decided to go in the neighborhood the on their bikes <laughs> the key <laughs> said go, something there was a missing they chapter there, but basically somewhere. they like checked the basement there wasn't really anything going on there so they went out and then the whole key thing happened and then okay when they dropped the key you know who who vanished again? So yeah, uh, Greg, 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 the tag along. So, uh, yeah, that's why I forgot. Greg, it's and Greg got my key, right? Nobody was paying attention to him. So yeah, they, they, they just turned back from Stevie's accident, and and like the key, they see the key drop from midair, but but Greg is gone. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, who cares? It's Greg. But, it's fucking Greg. But yeah, fucking Greg. So Ronson's like, where the fuck is Greg? And he's like, oh, I I mean I don't know. It's, he probably just went home. Something I don't know. And so. Ron Tim is like, well, why did he just fucking leave the key right here? Why didn't he pick it up? Like, and so then he goes to pick up the key. And then he feels a sensation that he's never felt before. And everything went dark for a split second. And then all of a sudden, static, like a TV static started hitting, like he started hearing the hiss of it. Like, you know, when you, when you walk into a room and you know, a TV's on mm-hmm. and it was like, just going, it's like, yeah it's like a hum he's like what the fuck is happening and then he hears (laughs) 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 sorry I couldn't do it I couldn't do it anyways they went to purgatory with the rest of Ed and Nettie (laughs) I was like hang on I know this theme song And then, oh. and then you hear from the darkness. Ed boy, Ed boy, Ed boy. <laughs> Stevie, come here. Man, I'm not gonna lie. I, I was really at some point throughout the story. I was like, you know, let's come back around. I was like, the mom's in the basement. That's why she didn't come home. <laughs> That's why they didn't have a parent but because they were, in they were in purgatory. They were in purgatory the whole time. Oh, God. So I'm telling you, like, I was listening to this as it's playing out. And my head was just putting pieces together. So it was just natural progression for them to get on bikes and go. <laughs> and Do you know what I really I want? realized like that disconnect now. I'm like, oh, I fucked that up. Yeah, I was like, they this, head this to the basement. Me... And then he's like, and then they <laughs> <laughs> This makes me want to write a freaking horror movie oh, where 
I don't know if y'all ever saw the Grindhouse flicks, but they, yeah. they treated them they treated them like there was problems with the film. Yeah, and that like the directing wasn't a very good job. You know what I mean? So they, mm-hmm. there was pieces missing from both stories where it was just like it got cut for time. Yeah, but the movie does it jumps from this moment like everybody shows up at the barbecue joint. And then it just cuts to the next scene, and the barbecue joint's on fire, and they're all trying to escape. <laughs> this made me want That's like a horror movie where like this kind of shit happens, where yeah. like the boys are going for the basement, and then the next scene they're on their bikes running down the street, <laughs> and it's like what? I was what, what, I was leaving it up happened? for interpretation. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever like kept up like come up with a horror movie like throughout any part of your life, and you're like, I need to make this a thing. Not horror movies. Con- I've written a bunch of like I have comic book concepts, but yeah. not okay. horror. I was definitely about to go into some hellscape shit as soon as he said he grabbed the key. That was next. I was like, I'm about to just go dark. I've played another <laughs> game to fucking turn this. See, into we can we can do this again. Shit. I'm actually. I'm dude, these lie. are kind of fun. Was, yeah, was like, fun. regardless, <laughs> of, we could just we could tell stories and try this shit out. I like how he left you, you on like idea. come up with a note, and you're like, bet. Yeah. Damn, what if we throw so the starter of our next story? Mm-hmm. We'll do this again, but let's throw the starter of the story. So, like, the first paragraph needs to be fan submission. That'd be Ooh. cool. Okay. And so we just let fans submit. You guys submit a paragraph starter story. It can be two sentences. It can be five, as long as it's, like, a starter. A good start of a story. Right. And yeah. then we'll to give us start, characters, we'll start setting. with that starter, and we'll do this again. Let's say this. If there are multiple people that comment on a post that we'll make within the next 24 hours, um, the one with the most likes is going to be the one we go with. I dig it. Yeah. So somebody that way... In the room. What? What? Say, is what? somebody in the room? Don't say that. That room creeps hey, you dude, the fuck out. This place is haunted. Black behind me. I'm so, telling you guys, it's that bathroom and that bedroom oh, creep me out these, every time. These duplexes were built there like are, five years ago. It doesn't There's matter. No, it's my, doesn't collect- matter. It's my collectibles right. back there. It's like Toy Storying, and Probably. they're like, these people are oh, fucking they're, 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 well, I mean, think, think about <laughs> Chucky. Uh, I think like Chucky 2 or 3, he like came back because the plastic from the original Chucky doll was then Melted. in the factory, and they remade a Chucky. Uh, user. So, so like maybe your pops, like, have, like what they were made of is leftovers. So I have this, and I know I'm not the only one, but whenever something like freaks me out, I have to see all of my surroundings. <laughs> like, and I've done it a few times when we've been talking. Yeah, I like just turn around. Like, okay, nothing's back there. Yeah, he, 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 like, he literally I did a, it in us just now. He did a little, yeah, a little like wiggle, just, fucking like a turn. It fucking gets me, man. Like, I have to look down, see my feet. <laughs> I mean, there's again, I don't like being scared. It's never (laughs) anything that I've been like, you know what I want to do today, Ferb? I want to piss myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's fucking get there. Yep. So, anyways, guys, I appreciate all this. We we've been sitting around bullshitting for two hours. You heard our uh, favorite parts of horror. You heard me fuck up a scary story that should have <laughs> gone way different. Um, but it got really yeah, it, good it, at it the end there. There. It it, it, there. The ending was like I didn't see that shit coming. Okay. Although I did come up with no, it, so I had to. Technically, did yeah, it. I guess oh, I did I'm, see. It I'm coming. never gonna forget it. It's like it, it's a great start. It's a great. Uh, uh, um, what's the thing when when the, when the, it's a good turn? You could do any it, movie, it's a good and it's like, and the spaceship heads towards the planet, and then the boys get on their bikes and ride down the street. <laughs> what you said it was like a McMuffin or something? McGuffin, guy. Okay, it. McGuffin. <laughs> McGuffin. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on this special two-hour plus episode yeah. of Nerd Social Fucking Hour in did Texas. It. Hell yeah. You know, just be sure to follow us on Facebook. Probably go live again at Nerd Social Hour in Texas.